Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizen. This is Ash, and I am currently looking for two tickets to the BTS um, Love Yourself concert in either New York, New Jersey, or New York. So if anybody has uh, any information on that, you know where to contact me. And I also have two other people here today. Um, the lovely G-Man. Hello. And Nat. Hey. And we're here to talk about all the news and, and interesting stuff that's been going on in K-pop this past couple of weeks. And we've got quite a lot to discuss, so I'll just dive on in. Uh, let's start with... Let's start with... Silent G Idol. Um, so they have released their new single, Han, and it's been doing pretty well uh, on the charts. I think the last time I checked on the Insta's real time charts, the song was at like number 11 or number 10. It was kind of like going in and out between number 10 or 11, which is like really good for a rookie group. And um, their performances have been getting a lot of attention. And, you know, I mentioned this um, on our music video um, commentary, but I really think that Idol is kind of coming in is this uh, generation of idols kind of, they're kind of analogous to Four Minute in a sense, I think. Not in style or anything like that, but just in how they're kind of like how Four Minute was kind of a foil to 21. We've got Idol is kind of a foil to Blackpink. They're both from Cube. They're both rookies. They're, you know, were kind of not really expected to do as well as they've done. Although I do think that Idol is, is doing way better than 4-Minute did um, initially. And I'm just interested to see what they do next. They've really, like, kind of... They're kind of establishing a really interesting niche for themselves. Um, but first, I want to hear um, what you girls have... What you guys are thinking about Idol and Han. Um, how that song has impressed you or not impressed you or just like their general like status right now as idols um well i liked it um obviously the whistling part is very catchy and it sort of sticks in your brain and i love looking at the video it's just so the aesthetic is just so it's, it matches sort of that whistling tune and like the sort of Middle Eastern Aladdin kind of feel and the girls look great. The dancing is is has sort of taken on some of those those um, movements as well too. So I mean I I like it when people have a concept and they 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 sort of um, fall in line with it without going too overboard. And I think that's there's a really good balance there. I didn't think the song was as strong as La Tata, uh, but I don't think it's a terrible song. As I was saying in, like, when we were watching the video, like, I feel like it's not a summer song. I think it's more of, like, a cooler, chill autumn song. So I'm going to sort of 
try it out as the season change and see how I feel about that. I just, for me, I prefer like hyper songs in the summer. I don't know. It's like some, it's hot. You know, you're moving around a lot, driving around in cars with the windows down. Like, I just feel like you kind of like, I like it when everything kind of comes together. So I'm going to wait and see if the song does get better for me, but who knows at this point? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for me, to be honest, I don't really remember Lata Tata Tata. (laughs) I don't remember it very well. I remember I was like, at the moment, I think that I liked it. Um, But I honestly really cannot even tell you how it goes. Um, Han was not what I expected it to be. It was still pretty good. Um, But in terms of just like G Idol. General, <laughs> you are not going to accept that silent <laughs> like, what kind of concept is this like it's I, what <laughs> I, just can't even, I can't even like put into words how I feel about that but um in terms of them as a group like I'm actually really excited about them in the same way I'm excited about Luna which um I'm more so you know a, a boy group person um but I'm really, like, starting to get into different girl groups. So I'm excited about them and Luna and where they can go. Um, I really am interested to see if they can pull off great success. I mean, already, I feel like they have really good reputation in the general public. Um, mm-hmm. And I really only see it going up from here unless they get into a henna-level scandal. <laughs> I, should, I said I wasn't going to call that a scandal. Unless they get into some shenanigans that it could be career-ending for Lester Idols. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. It's The direction is interesting. They're interesting. They're talented. Um, they're it, very different from like what has been out recently with like Twice and Red Velvet and um, those other groups that I really don't care about, like oh, Mama Moo, I forgot. <laughs> I really forgot. <laughs> yeah, sure you did. I couldn't name. I couldn't name Mama Moo, but like all the names are going through my head. But that was the one I was thinking of, and I was like, oh, okay, that's their name. Um, but yeah, so yeah, yeah, especially with Twice's dominance and seeing how they're are they are basically like outperforming SNSD at their at their highest point. Um it's really interesting, gonna be interesting to see how that landscape plays out between all the all the groups that are popping. Yep. Yeah. I just find them refreshing and you know, Soyeon is uh she's just she's a beast. I mean, she goes out there and and she's not as as charismatic as CL, but she tries. Um, and honestly, I think that the whole group in general is pretty charismatic, which is a refreshing thing. Um, because I feel like with so many of the younger groups nowadays, they come out and they either look bored or they're just kind of blank. And I guess they've done the re- like their their songs and and their dances so many times that it's just like robotic and they just have no feeling or emotion behind them 
So it's nice to see another group that kind of looks like they're, you know, into performing what they're doing and, you know, actually enjoys being up on stage. So, yeah, I hope Idol continues their upward trajectory and um, I'll be watching, you know, where they go from here. Uh, another girl group that made their official, official debut um, this past week was Luna with their debut mini album, Plus Plus. And they came out with their um, single, High High. And it was a little, if you've been following um, all of the singles that their subunits have been putting out, it was a little different than some of what they've done. Some of the responses that I read online were a little bit, there's a little bit of disappointment over, I guess, how kind of traditionally cutesy it was. Although I felt as far as cutesy songs go, it was definitely more on the tolerable side. I didn't hate it. And you know, for a, for a debut song, I can understand why they would decide to play it safe. Um, they also, I mean, we can't forget they also have Favorite, which they also promoted alongside High High, which is a little different, a lot more girl crushy. And, um, I, you know, I think it was a good start for them. I think the biggest thing that they have going against them right now is their fandom because mm-hmm. <laughs> their fandom is getting a bit of a bad reputation. And there was a lot of people that had unrealistic expectations, I think, of Luna uh, as far as them coming out and um, how well they were going to do um, because of all the money and time and and all the promotion that's gone into them. But, I mean, you have to remember, there's still a new group from an unknown company. So, mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, they should have led with another track on the album, but they played it safe, which is smart. And in the long run, it'll be, I think it'll prove to be, like, a, de- a good decision. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, considering, I mean, we have to still think this is Korea here. And... <laughs> This is Korea that is, you know, eating up power up as opposed to bad boy. So, you know, we, you know, we, we've seen before what they tend to like. So I think they were just trying to, you know, give fans what they want with the other tracks on the mini album, but also, you know, give the public what they want with Hi Hi. So... But I didn't, like I said, I didn't hate the song. I didn't think it was bad as far as a cutesy track. And I think I saw a couple of of their performances and, uh, you know, they gave it good energy and, you know, it was, it was nice. It was fun. It was cute. Yeah. They're cute. They're cute. I mean, I love Luna. I mean, they're cute. I'm happy that, like, it's weird because usually I do prefer when people are not lip singing at these live at these shows. But I have, I don't think that they're really mic ready at this time or juncture. So I get it. And 
I like it. I I don't really I think I've grown into the cute concept is really what it is. So like with the trend now for a lot of these new groups to be very like cutesy, like oh my girl and like chief friend and a pink, you know, so I think I've kind of grown into a fan of this this type of music cuz like 5 years ago I would have probably hated the song. <laughs> um but I like it. I, as Jimin said, it's safe. It is very, very safe. And in Korea, safe does well. It does much better than adventurous. Um, and I think that because of what they've been doing, they've slowly, slowly grown, not just a Korean fan base, but an international fan base. And I think that's why they dropped favorite first. And then they came up with Hi Hi afterwards. Um, as their official debut because they wanted to say like maybe they're trying to make a statement like you know we haven't forgotten about korea this is where we live this is where you know our market is so and i think favorite was more of a gift to like international fans who want to be like oh slaty you know all that kind of stuff so yeah um Hmm. i think that's that's kind of how i read the whole situation i i like hi hi it's not the best song on the mini (laughs) it's not even the best out of like all of their solos and like their subunits but it's it's solid it's a solid track it's good music and i'm hoping that they do come out with something later yeah that i think it bridges all the different concepts much better i i actually have a comment on the um yeah like, hi korea we still remember you i'll probably actually it'll probably fit more later but it, it okay. is just it is just like interesting to hear that because I feel like um, I feel like something tells me if, for example, you had a group like Luna, who you know they weren't created Korean natives. Let's say they weren't in K-pop, and but they came over to Korea and they put out like a song like Stylish or something like that. Mm-hmm. I really feel like they would pop off for some reason. Like you say, you know, playing it safe works in Korea, but for some reason for foreigners, it's like really different. Uh, I notice like foreign celebrities and artists they can pull off like you know they can go to korea and not do um cutesy not you know be the antithesis of that and korea will eat it up and so it makes you wonder like is this like a thing that's you know we expect our own you know celebrities i absolutely think it's absolutely think it's a it's like an expectation of like they have completely different expectations of uh, their own people so to speak you know Mm -hmm. i mean korea is very nationalistic country they're very homogenous i mean for them to look at you know other koreans there's completely different expectations there um Mm -hmm. and i think like i've read comments again just to be transparent, obviously, on, like, Nez and Buzz and Panchoa and these places. But when you see certain idols like Hyolin or Hyana that may do more sexy or more adventurous R&B type of tracks, they instantly, it's not unusual to see a comment saying, oh, they're trying to be more Western or be more American, and why are they doing that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. I think CL's gotten those type of comments before, too. Yep. So, I do think there's there's an expectation there with, with people that are Korean mm-hmm. to kind of fit a certain mold. Right. Yep. And, um, 
though, like, the songs that I normally see from Western artists that do well are still kind of safe songs. Like, they love Ed Sheeran out there. You yes. know, Maroon 5. Love like, him. They Havana's love doing Havana. really well. Love Havana. Yeah, Havana's doing right really well this year. And, Baby, I mean, the only... So they love it. Wow. They love They're that really song. Oh, they love it. I mean, that, that's what all it. the idols have been covering is Havana. Oh. They're really big <laughs> on it. And like before that, what was it? Like Uptown Funk? Which is I mean And like, Despacito. Yeah, which are very Yeah, but safe I guess songs. where I'm coming from is like in terms of the artists that they admire for like for example, I know we're gonna talk about it more later, but like they were just so like all over them, like over the moon about this Nicki Minaj collaboration, and they were just like Nicki Nuna or Nicki Unil or whatever, you know. That yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. She's so cool. This is so cool, you know. Like wow, like it's just like which is really interesting because like Nicki Minaj is like the, yeah, she's yeah. completely yeah. different from anything. In fact. That really is what these idols like Jesse they're that they're doing. They're doing this like sort of Nicki Minaj cosplay, and they go in on them. But like with Nicki, it was like she's the coolest person in the world. Obviously, I think there's a lot that plays into that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna get to you guys know I'm going with that, but um, I just think that's really interesting, like to see that difference and how like their expectations of their own versus um, other people, other other cultures and ethnicities. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. It's a loaded, I think, topic more so than anything else because, like, as you said, so much different things go into it, like culture, race, blah blah blah. So it's like what they expect from their idols. Sometimes it's not even in line with what they listen to, because like they're so proud of BTS. But I mean, I was looking and like they're the song that they just dropped idol was like yeah it was doing number ones in a lot of places but there were like num- some number sevens and like right, right. you know it wasn't the all the all kill, all kill. or perfect all kill like right. red velvet got you know or like winner got or or like um icon got this year too um, yeah. or moma land you know like yeah. those like at the end of the year we were talking about this last week i was like at the end of the year bts will win for album sales yes because i mean their album sales are off the charts but in terms of singles and what Koreans are actually listening to, it's gonna go to probably Icon, I think, or Momo Land for sure. Yeah. But then I mean, like- you have stands buying like ten albums at one time. I think that that's like that. Honestly, this could be another topic, but I think it's just really the stand culture to me is kind of like it doesn't really do much. Like. No, I, I guess like you could say, oh, look, at you know, my fave got both YouTube record. My fave, it, you know, I, per, you know, made a million dollars or whatever. They sold a million, million records, you know what I mean? Um, but what's funny about that is like, what actually does that mean? Like, yeah, they sold a million records, but if it's literally just their fans each buying one album, it doesn't mean that in the eyes of the general public that they are the musical standard. That it just means that you guys are rabid, or sorry, dedicated is the word they like, dedicated (laughs) enough to go out and buy 10 albums in one shopping trip, or, you know, to go into Target and steal photo cars. (laughs) Oh my god, I saw that. that I saw that. 
when you can just um, print the picture <laughs> yeah from the internet it's just like but, it's no, not I get what really you mean anything it's like when you have all these streams these zombie streams is what it is it's not proving anything it's like look at how popular my idol is they're not popular you're just dedicated <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah no and it's not sustainable for sure at like all. like you buying like not even just talking about the waste that goes into that. Like, I heard these, I heard, like, people saying that, like, these people who buy 10, you know, 20 copies of these albums, they just leave them in coffee shops in Korea. So, like, <laughs> you could walk what? in and, like, there are BTS and, like, Red Velvet and, like, Girls' Generation See? albums just there because what are you going to do with 20 albums? Right. But all that like, does, it, it just devalues the art that really... I think so, too. If I see something... Mm-hmm. Said it, honestly, and, it, and this is just common sense, but also, like, it's something in psychology and marketing. It's, like, basic principle that, you know, you you tend to associate the price of something with its quality. <laughs> yeah, So no. if you're just, like, leaving stuff out for me to pick up on the street, if I see a BTS album... Like on, on the street as I'm walking home, like at night from the club, I'm not gonna think BTS is the best band in the world. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, like what? <laughs> no, I totally, totally agree. And not only that, it 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 comes to like something that we did discuss too when we were watching that the music video, the fact that like they could release anything and yeah. people will stream it, people yeah. will buy it, people will make sure that it is ranked up there in terms of sales not quality but like sales because of the brand and i mean that also puts a big question on the quality because like i i do i don't really buy into stan culture in the same way like people who buy all the merchandise and buy all the albums and like whatever like i have two albums i've been in k-pop for almost 10 years and i have two albums okay so Mm -hmm. that says enough of like how much I buy into it and it's just like it's 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 a waste of money first yeah. of all yeah. it's yeah. a waste of money it's a waste of time and because you like something doesn't mean it has to be good you know like yeah. that's yeah. just kind of how I I would prefer people look at these things like it's as something to enjoy something to appreciate mm-hmm. but not something that is so vigorously defended and like championed that you become really obnoxious and annoying to everybody else you know yeah yeah actually he told from super junior had yeah. like he he made the statement that like fans sometimes wrap themselves so much up, like so uh, wrap themselves up so much in like his life that it is alarming. He's like, as an idol, I don't even want that. Like, you know, yeah. I appreciate you supporting me and I like to hear that I helped you, like my music helped you through a hard time. But when it's to the point where like, you know, everything I do is connected to your happiness, that's not healthy. And I don't like that feeling. Like, I don't like that yeah. kind of pressure. So it's like, I, I, I fear that, you know, how this ties back into Luna, I fear that with, I don't think it will get to this case because I think it's just the fact that they are new right now. But um, I fear that it might get to the point where it's like they're you're wrapping yourselves up in their success and you're identifying with it. You know what I mean? Like these young girls and maybe 40 year old men or whatever, they get so wrapped up in the personas of these girls that they start to lose themselves in it. Um, and it may, it can make Luna uncomfortable. It can make the general public like Luna fall out of favor with the general public. 
I mean, we've seen it before. I mean, we've and not I only mentioned. I'm not trying to directly compare them to armies, but I only say that because Luna fans are already getting, you know, this reputation of, oh my God, here they go again, you know, Stan Luna, you know, there's article, there's an English article online that was from some news site that was explaining what the whole Stan Luna phenomenon was about because I guess Luna fans have been spreading it everywhere upon the girls' debut. So, you, you know, they're already kind of making a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've seen that. And, like, they were telling armies to, like, kill themselves or something like that. And, like, I I, I got, I, like, I saw those tweets and I kind of just, like, got out of that right away because I was like, I didn't really want to, like, get into anything like that. But, um like these are just groups these are people you don't know people you'll never meet it's not that serious like um i thought it was really funny how they used to write like stan luna at the bottom of other people's tweets and stuff and like just random conversations on twitter um but i have been seeing lately that they've sort of they have totally actually stepped over a line and none of that is okay yeah, yeah. none of I that mean, is okay it, it doesn't matter who it's directed at right? yeah of course it's like oh well, it, even like, you know, for example, when I say like, oh, I ironically stand Pentagon or something like that. Like, yeah, for me, it, it can be funny. But like, there's a point where it's just like, OK, like you <laughs> genuinely believe you genuinely smelling your own. Uh, what did we refer to it as earlier? Jimin taking a dump in the cup or something. I don't know. Something a little bit more PG to say that. But yeah, like you're, you're sniffing yourself. You're smelling yourself. Um, or you, you're really buying into it. It's not like something that is just a funny thing. Like, for example, if a, if an idol, you know, does something, I, I can mm-hmm. see how it would be funny <laughs> to be like, oh, too bad. You should stand Luna's. Yeah, like, no, but that's, that that's exactly how it was. And that's why it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, and then I seen like, you know, like them going after like armies, especially. And I was like, but then I read, but you know what the thing is? These, mm-hmm. like, fan fights, like, there's oh, always a deeper yeah. layer. There's always a deeper layer here. Because sometimes it's, like, they say that, you know, this fandom did this. But it's really, like, other fandoms pretending to be those fandoms. <laughs> there are layers to these things. And, like, yeah, I, don't really, yeah. I don't really know who to trust. I just assume the worst of everybody. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I'm kind of just, like, okay, the Luna fans probably said this. But who knows? Maybe they were actually, like, ARMY fans. Or maybe they were, like, G-Friend fans. Because, like, these people are all crazy. So it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's always like, oh, the, this was an ARMY fan that was really a, an XOL in disguise. Yeah. And they were yeah. trying to... I mean, it's like, really? I mean, this is just... It, Teenagers need to stay in school. That I mean, <laughs> focus on your studies. Actually, I'm really happy that school is back in session because summer was just giving these kids too much time, like writing think pieces about why the lyrics to your favorite idol song is like deeper than 99% of Western artists, which is a real tweet that I saw, by the way. Um, of course it is. I didn't doubt it for a second. Yeah, I, I just. Go back to school. Just do something productive. I don't. The crazy thing is, do. though, like a lot of fans that I've been seeing lately are like in their late teens, early twenties. So I don't that even know. That is insane. 
I mean, that's always a constant of the the fandom. I mean, we have to acknowledge the fact that there is that older female male fandom that is also and the forty year old armies. Which, oh my god, (laughs) I read a tweet. Literally, the like there was this forty something year old army who was like. She had to like discipline her daughter or something like that, her 16 year old daughter, for not being a loyal BTS fan because I guess she was a multi fandom. I was like, what the? I was like, who qualified you to give birth? Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's actually something that's really big though. Like, this whole like, like pure BTS fans or like these people who believe that you're only allowed to be a BTS fan, you can't be anything else. It actually sounds like a lot of Nazi stuff. It but... sounds like yeah. you're trying to copy uh, K-fans, to me, honestly, with the whole yeah. you-can't-be-multi-fandom thing. Yeah. But That's so trash. The ideology, like, especially since, like, it's in Western fans that I'm seeing it in, is very reminiscent of, like, Nazi, like, actual, like, you know, pure race theory. Like, it's oh, yeah. very strange. Um, and I've seen it. Like, I mean, I can't say that is only armies but i've only actually seen it with armies so um yeah. it's one of those things where i don't see it with anybody else like i mean i i have a lot of mutuals in k-pop who stand different things but they always stand other, like additional things like i don't know anybody who's really just like i'm only into this group and into these people and like e- yeah no, I was just going to say, like, I even, like, alluded to it maybe a, a couple of episodes ago. I had, like, I was, like, really just trying to mock those, like, rabbit stands who are, like, going yeah. after Pentagon. And they always say things like, oh, I'm an army purist or, like, an army supremacist. Yeah. Like, I wanted to to show people, like, do you understand how weird that sounds? Like, yeah, like, you know, you can do it satirically or whatever yeah. but this is something that i think that they think is like normal rhetoric like normal things to say yeah like, yeah, that's yeah. All, but it's it's extreme like imagine if i like was being real when i was like i'm a pentagon supremacist like you how would you understand how ridiculous that sounds that sounds crazy like you sound like you sound like you would be a part of an ethnic cleansing yeah I'm just exactly saying. like you are not a fan of this group so you know like you have to die or whatever like yeah and the thing is in today's today's day and age where like people are getting shot at like video game conferences Uh, or because they lose like stuff like that has to kind of be slapped down like right away like you have to have people in your fandom in your group of friends or whatever just being like no that's not okay and if you need help you need to seek it or we can help you seek it because like one, it gives everybody in K-pop a bad name. Right. Like, it just does. Two, it gives your specific fan base and fandom a bad name. And three, it's just crazy. Like, it's, yeah. like, yeah. not okay to be, like, throwing on the word supremacist. Yeah. Like, yeah. just all willy-nilly. I don't know. It just makes me really uncomfortable when I see stuff like that. Like, I press the back button really quickly. And I'm just like, I don't want to. Yeah. I want to yeah. get out of this whole me. area. Yeah, this, this whole area, and it takes the fun out of it too. Like, it really I does. mean, like you know, you you know, have mutuals or friends like in K-pop, and you just kind of like joke around about your groups and stuff like that. Sometimes lightly teasing, like that stuff is fun. I don't want to be like 
somebody who's like looking up my my social security number or whatever like and trying to like get me fired because I don't like right like it's so strange honestly (laughs) I, I I I openly and I've said this here multiple times like I advocate for when I say trashing your idols I don't mean literally like saying horrible like obviously you wouldn't attack for example Park Jimin for his like weight or something like that but I mean like if it's something that like he obviously messed up or did something that you know was problematic or something like that it's okay to be like okay I don't agree with everything that they are doing and saying you know and and like to take the step back and what's interesting about the whole you know rhetoric of you know this this looking like resembling Nazism to to some extent is like it shouldn't necessarily be BTS's or Luna's responsibility or big hit or whatever to come out and say fans stop doing this but at the same time Think about what sort of position this could put your idols in. Like, if I'm a big hit and I have people who are saying things like that and saying BTS aren't really Asian, you know what I mean? They're, they, they've transcended Asian-ness. And, you know, I can stand them because they're basically white, like me. Or they're basically not Asian, which is something that yes. apparently a lot of... I didn't even realize this was an issue until recently. A lot of yeah. people mm-hmm. dislike the fact that their favorite idols are Korean. <laughs> like, what? How can you stand Korean entertainment but hate their Koreanness? And you, well, that's like a thing. But it's like, just think about the position that puts the idols in. Like, if I'm a company and I see that, you know, my fan base is very racist, obviously, or very mm-hmm. much, distri- you know, showing these qualities that they are not afraid to do things that are very illegal, very wrong and unethical and immoral to get what they yep. want. And and at the same time, you know that, for example, Jimin's getting death threats like at every other tour date. Like, come on now. Like, you have to take that a little bit more seriously and come out and say something. Yeah. They don't want to isolate the money coming in. That's the thing, right? Like, idols and not really idols. I think the company itself sort of toes the line a lot of the time because they want people to love them, even in these really weird, crazy sort of like extremes, because that means they're making more money. That means they're, you know, on social media. That means they're breaking records. Right. So they don't really want to like isolate anybody, but at the same time, it's like, you know, the safety of your yeah. idols should be number well, it's one. Weird like, because yeah. I've seen cases where, like, the fans themselves have tried policing, you know, themselves, you know, yeah. as opposed to, well, their managers aren't going to do it. So we need to tell Big Hit that, that such and such people are making these comments. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, honestly, they should be paying attention to that, not you. Of course, of course, yeah. but I, I don't. I think idols also need to sort of, like, I think K-pop is changing in that mm-hmm. idols do have a bit more freedom to speak on more serious issues. Mm-hmm. Um, not obviously with every company, <laughs> um, not all every idol, but I feel like the trend is maybe more towards idols as humans versus idol as the machine. Yeah, and I think. And I'm hoping that that means that they're going to be able to, like, if somebody asks them something about things that they've done, they're able to sort of, like, in their past that they need to apologize for, maybe, like, something right, in the right. future, they're able to sort of come out and say it. Because, like, I mean, obviously BTS is paying attention. Because in, in um, Idol, the song, the first thing that um, RM says is, like, you can call me artist, you can call me Idol. And I, I, I thought that was a direct reference to the idea that, like, 
like army say that bts isn't k-pop they're like they've transcended k-pop they're artists mm. and blah 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 and he's coming out and saying like no you can call me an idol that's what i am you can call yeah. me an artist that's what i am like who cares like um so i i do think that they pay attention um, i mean they definitely have to see yeah what's going on because of the fact that for example you mean to tell me j-hope has time to participate in this like fake challenge that some random army made up for their new video or like to do the kiki challenge or whatever you, you they have the time to, to look that stuff like you have to actually like for that particular like i just feel like you can see those things but you can't you, it's like selective vision right like you it can is see those things but you can't see all the glaring issues i like think it's right a cultural there. thing though like Asian countries tend to be more, like, introverted in some ways, and they like mm-hmm. to hide, like, the bad, sort of, like, mm-hmm. you know, cover it with, like, perfume or whatever, just make it go away. <laughs> um, and that's ain't why... Low, ain't nothing worse than a, a, a teenage boy who won't shower but will spray axe all over his body. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that's where it sort of stems from this, this mm-hmm. idea where like if you ignore it or if you just act like it's not there it it can't really affect you mm-hmm. um personally i i trash talk all my favorites all the time like i don't <laughs> care because like yes. i i know i love them yeah or you know i have a love-hate relationship with them depending on like if they're problematic um and so like i can admit it and i i personally think it's it's much more healthy to be able to be like, okay, you know what? He does have a big head, you know, like, or, you know, like he <laughs> rap, like he didn't sound very good in this song. Like, I think it's really healthy to have that kind of relationship or those ugly Balenciagas that they keep wearing. I'm tired of it. Like, exactly. <laughs> you're allowed to have your own fashion sense, but as another human being, I'm also allowed to dislike <laughs> it. So, <laughs> yeah. but exactly. I think that's just like so much more healthy than this perfect he's perfect yeah Yeah. i mean unfortunately there's not really any room for that kind of discourse in in k-pop fandom it's just gotten worse (laughs) as the years i thought maybe you know it would get better as the years went on but it's honestly gotten worse you know what we should do then we should like i know we always say we should have these like special episodes but we definitely should have one on problematic faves I think that's Ooh. a healthy conversation to have. <laughs> no, I think that's because, like, everybody... I think, like, woke culture sort of makes it hard for you to admit that you still like things that are problematic because you're a yeah. human being and, you know, like, you Heart are allowed human. to, like... Yeah, I mean, every well, everybody... I think everybody has, like, hard limits, you know, yeah. like, of things that they don't accept. And so, like, Like, I would you know, never stand Zico. I would never... I don't yeah. stand anyone, but I would never support Zico, for example. That's, like, a hard limit. Or, like... Yeah, I probably would never. No, I definitely would never put a dollar in Exo's pockets. Oh God, no! I would or never. Nom, <laughs> or I mean, I can literally. There's a lot of very specific idols that like. I can maybe enjoy you from a, like I can't even really enjoy Exo no more. But that's a whole other conversation. Exo is like yeah. next level trash. Exo is basura. And the thing that like I just have to say is that like it pisses me off the people that have canceled Mamamoo but continue mm-hmm. to support EXO like to the stars and back and I'm just like how can you cancel one and not the other exactly. because right. to me they're like what they've done 
is like equal and i'm just like you are being blind i think what yeah. makes exo even and i even hate the whole idea of like there's like a scale of problematicness but i no. think what honestly makes exo even worse for me personally is like the continuous like how just it just does not ever stop at least yeah. at some point with a lot of other groups it is either stopped or it's like they directly addressed it i just feel like exo will continue to just do these types of things like and it doesn't matter what it's about it could be about race it could be about you know using you know like being ableist because that's a that's a thing with exo exo really loves calling you mentally delayed <laughs> or, or something of that nature to try to make fun of people like i don't know they're just they just don't seem like very nice human beings to me I've always gotten that impression. I've never, that's one reason why I've never been able to get into them because I'm like, they just seem, I just, I just, they just seem very unpleasant. Yeah. In real life. Egotistical and just kind of like, I think also there's all that stuff where like Sihan and like Chanyo, like, you know, they pretty much just put expensive stuff on their like Instagrams and stuff so their fans buy it for them. And it's, like, a lot of egos, I think, in the yeah. room there. And so, like, like for me, I listen to EXO's music, but I don't spend any money on them or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I don't actually even listen to albums. I just listen to, to, like, their titles now. Like, I used to be actually a big fan of EXO-M until that all fell apart. So now I'm really just, like, fans of, like, the Chinese members <laughs> at this Yeah, point. like, I, I, yeah. I was kind of like you. I was getting into EXO, like, I, I told you, I edited Cocoa Bop because, <laughs> but, but, like, really, I think what tipped it over, I mean, it, it was already tipped over, like, I already made my, my mind I would never buy anything, but what yeah. made me actually stop listening and delete, like, all of their songs, I, don't ask me how I got those songs, but what made, me, <laughs> what made me actually, like, stop, like, going to YouTube and all that was, like, the fact that, like, the chin situation, I just could not, it just, some, I, I guess it's because it was, like, my, you know, I haven't really been into. I really hadn't been through an EXO scandal with everyone else. You see what I'm uh, saying? Like, I see because what you I mean. had just gotten into K-pop um, mm-hmm. a, a little bit before that, like earlier this year, actually. So, like for me, I, I guess because I didn't go through it, it was like okay, I can cancel them, but still sort of listen to their music in a weird way. But yeah. then after the Chen thing, I was just like, Jongdae was actually my favorite. Like, I, yeah, because I love EXO's vocal line. Like, they are. You can't really mess with them. Yeah. Um, but after that, I was just like, there's no hope. Like, all of them, all of them are just re- continuously disappointing. And yeah. they don't seem like nice people. Like, the more you really get into them, the more it just feels like they don't even seem like you would want to hate. Like, like the, obviously, it's just an idol persona, right? But I mean, like, if, if your persona, if your persona yeah. is you to can, be you can tell. Like, a mean you- person... Yeah, you can you tell can though. Tell. Yeah. You can get vibes from people. Like you don't even have to know them. Like sometimes you can just get vibes from people that scream yeah. like they are total like crap. Um, right. and, but and I think like... sorry. Yeah. No, I, I, I was gonna say too. Like... <laughs> <laughs> One at a time, ladies. I mean, sorry. <laughs> I have so many thoughts. I'm so sorry. I, I just I was just quickly, very quickly gonna say. It's yeah. like why I can still be into Shiny because I know Key Bum is kind of trash. Kind of is an understatement. Key Bum has done some pretty trash things. 
um, or said some pretty trash things. But I just don't get the vibe that they are evil people who are just out to hurt people. Like, I get the vibe that, you know, obviously I don't mess with Kibum the way I mess with, like, Temi and, like, the other members. But mm-hmm. I still just don't get the vibe that he's just, like, this hurtful, evil person like I do with Baekhyun and Tenyo. I just, Baekhyun especially, you guys probably have noticed already, but I, something about him just really just... It throws me off. Like I don't even like to look at him. Like in their pictures, wow. I, I'm dead serious. I'll cover up his face, and it's not because I think he's just unattractive or blah blah blah. It's because I think he just really hasn't he made some of the more colorist comments in that group too. Yeah, he's like the I wouldn't be surprised. Offender, probably mm. of all of them, and his whole vibe just gives me like I think I'm better than you. Um, yeah, I get that from a lot of the members, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think we should definitely have a conversation about like problematic faves and sort of like just let it all out. Yes, <laughs> right. like it's I'll funny. Put that it's, on the calendar. Yeah, because you mentioned Zico, <laughs> and I mean I'm not a Zico fan as a person, but I he had some he had some tracks that I listened to well, that I like regularly. Yeah. Interesting enough, because I saw a, a post on the Elmona they didn't recently that was talking about how he recently had a concert where, um, because he had a while back apologized for those songs where he had said mm-hmm. certain the N word and all those things. And he recently had a concert where he had reperformed, had performed those songs and replaced those words um, with with other things and there was a kind of a interesting discussion from that post about you know whether people forgave him for that or they felt like this was showing growth or that he had learned from it um but i just thought that was interesting yeah Mm -hmm. i didn't i heard about that like kind of briefly but i was also kind of just like listen i'm not here to be a zico fan i'm really not i'm just here (laughs) to listen to anti with jisoo (laughs) <laughs> to listen to Bermuda Triangle and I am done <laughs> like, that's all I'm here to do okay uh, so like but you know what that's also something we can talk about in that meeting cancel yeah. culture yeah. and like yeah. apologies because I, I, um, I'm very big on apologies and yeah. like growth and people like actually trying to be you know non pieces of crap mm-hmm. and I feel like so many idols try to like skate by with general very general like very vague apologies that don't actually touch any roots of any problems mm-hmm. and fans eat it up mm-hmm. but it's yeah it's it's crap it's nothing it's like oh i i, I i'm a better person now and i am growing that's it and it's like what's that that's not even an apology hi jay hey jay if you that's wave good. a flag but you, you know you wave a flag and they want you to shave your head and you videos on youtube or you know if you Ooh. date somebody you shave your head and then, you know, all this stuff. but i mean that, that just that just happened to the girls so maybe that's why but you know the guys I'm getting right I'm on sorry. in the conversation yes <laughs> You know what? We were like, totally off tra- topic anyway, so it's yeah, fine. We were like, it's so sad that we're moving on. <laughs> and, um, 
somehow we got to have to dedicate an episode to this because I love that Nat said she's big on apologies because I think that's something that we need to talk about. (laughs) Yes. I will make room for it on the calendar then. That can be a special (laughs) Not Your Average Nazis episode. Yes. Um, But since we've already talked quite a bit about them, um, let's just go ahead and mention BTS because... Oh, Jay's bias group? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Oh, you trying to say those armies after me. <laughs> I want to hear the theories. That's what I was wanting to hear. So it's good that you're here because I want to hear some theories and like what's going on here, like with this video. Yeah, yeah just- definitely, definitely because I, I don't... I, yeah, I can't. We we had a noise problem with it, so I mean, I'm pretty sure that you have you know what the lyrics are about. I can hear anything really <laughs> for most of the song, so I you can break can't. it down for us. I I really can't. I saw it really? once, and oh. I was like, this is this is too much. I was like, there's, <laughs> there's too much going on, like visually, like the song didn't like I didn't. I, I couldn't. I was just. I just watched it once, and I went on to other things. Then, like what I was seeing on on Twitter, I was like, "Y'all for real?" Like <laughs> they were like, "Oh, see, you know, they're saying that, you know, the CGI and all that, you know, doing the thing that people criticize K-pop for." And I was like, "Really? Who?" Because most of the K-pop sets are like real sets. You know, all that elaborate stuff that we be seeing. The, like that's real. Like they had somebody right. built that. That's like because it's been a million dollars on the set for a three minute music video. So like the CGI, so like that kind of threw me off. I mean, some of their fashion, like the suits, like that, that looked cool. Um, like the dance, um, I know some of them were like Afrocentric dances, but I mean, I I didn't know just looking at it. I could, you know, they did, you know, put that spice into it. I guess so. It was kind of like. <laughs> Okay, they're doing a dance, but, uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, there was just a lot. And like looking at the teaser, that's kind of tripped me out because I was like, okay, are they about to go Vix on us and like, you know, really throw in their culture like Vix did in um, the Shirin Linga um, and, you know, like their live performances of that? Are they really about to go there? Because that's what it looked like. And then. Got something else. We got that trash. Uh, and, and I, <laughs> and I, I, I really so much just visually and like the lyrics. I mean, I only read like the first one, uh, like what Rap Mom had said call me artist, you can call me idol, you can call me whatever you want. And then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> then I, then I, I went in and watched other things. I just couldn't. I, yeah. It's just. And you know this, what? There's. I. I can't because for like for this to be BTS's like most popular video, the best one that got the views and all that, and I was like, is this like out of everything else that they've done? It's this. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like kind That's of like the weakest title track is the thing that people are gonna remember them and. I'm only gonna mention this briefly about Nicki Minaj, like her verse, like she like threw together her like rejected rap <laughs> verses that she had. Basura. She rhymed Korea with career. Career. I, I couldn't. <laughs> and then I was like, she's gonna say no. something nasty about. No. Sure enough, she did. And I was like, 
that the whole the song's talking about something else. And you know, she's just had to throw in, you know, you know, I got that good good that the guys want. Like, Honestly, I, has the Nicki like, verse ever gone with the actual theme of the song? I would say some <laughs> sometimes. sometimes. In, in, her, in these features here lately, I just feel like Mm. I don't and know what she's could doing the timing have been any worse? I <laughs> mean, as far as them adding I, Nikki and then all I can't. just everything that was going on with her. And then you're like, oh, and Nikki's going to be on the new BTS song. And it's just like, mm. did you see their reaction in the yeah. interview? I don't know how long ago that interview was filmed. But when the, the interview lady was like, how do you feel about Nicki Minaj? Like, the only person that got super hype about it was like J Hope. Everybody else was like, <laughs> they were so embarrassed. Oh my god! Yikes. Oh wow! <laughs> I didn't even. You know what though? I did see some theories because I have some mutuals, some really cool, dope mutuals who are BTS fans, and there was something about how. Um, People said that Tay's like really stoic or like common interviews, so that's why he was acting all goofy and like how he didn't like J- people were saying he didn't like Jamin, so that's why or he didn't write Jamin's name or something like that, so that's why in the there's a part where he must have ri- written it and how like they feel like you know they were being managed or micromanaged because of the industry and so that's why they have those like jumbo versions of them, um like to show that they're you know like their own individual artists and they're like taking control mm-hmm. of everything in their career. Um, but I was just like kind of rolling my eyes as I was going through these tweets. I'll be very honest with you. I was just like, I want to see what people are saying about this video. And I was just reading some of the stuff like, hmm, yeah, I don't get it. I don't really mm-hmm. see the connection here, but sure. I just want more songs yeah. like Blood, Sweat, and Tears. I don't <clears throat> really like anything that they've dropped since then. And I'm very sad. Really? Interesting. I, I think we talked about this last time about yeah. what we were expecting for this. Yeah. And I think we all caught it. We were like, this is just going to be their fans trying to make something out of nothing. BTS yeah. was just having fun. Idol was just a song where they were just having fun. Bang PD, Bang PD. Sorry, I don't know what made me say that, but Bang PD. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bang PD just went to Africa. He went shopping. He got some beats, threw them all together, and told them to sing or try to sing. And they did. <laughs> and it was, they had fun, and I'm happy that they did. It's just like, overanalyzed by their fans it wasn't that deep. it wasn't a fresh take like we thought it was not going to be um yeah and also i wanted to say this this is what i was talking about earlier that i want to mention jungkook at their concert recently for me not to be a btsn i really know a lot of the stuff they do am i exposing myself no okay so jungkook <laughs> at their concert a couple of days ago he screams out like in Korea he goes my people my love and I just thought that was really interesting because Jimin also like the interview was released where he was talking about struggling with his alcoholism um and like how how BTS was kind of being hypocritical because they were saying love yourselves but they didn't love themselves I thought it was really interesting how that all connects back to how we were saying trust me this is going somewhere (laughs) we were saying like Luna I was saying Luna I'm sorry, Nat was saying Luna was trying to say 
oh, Korea, we haven't forgotten about you. I think this all does connect in that way. So this is kind of my conspiracy theory on it. I think that it's one of those, like, obviously they are obsessed with getting the approval of their own country, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I think this feels like a Korea, please love us. Don't just love us because America loves us. Love us because you love us. It just, it's just a Korea-America tug of war. Yeah. Well, they shouldn't have dropped that song then. Like, they should have dropped something else. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I just like, I'm not saying necessarily the song, but I think the comeback in general, like this. Okay. It just, to me, all of it, taking it all together, like the interviews and then like the things that they've been saying, their, their soul concerts, it's been like, we really just want korea to continue to support us and we're gonna like make music that we think korea will love like you know like, i don't know i just get this vibe yeah. that's interesting because i've read from a lot of places that people feel like idol is was really targeted toward western audiences yeah, like, <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, I've definitely uh, read that from a lot of like mm. intellectual sources or whatever, like uh, a lot of articles. And I, I like obviously that makes sense. But if you think about it, what is K-pop? What what is Korea? I mean, yeah, in? it's bastardized what Western we're interested music. in. So yeah. it's I, I think what. I guess, and, and like I said, this is a conspiracy theory. This is completely unfounded. This is me just spitballing based on, like, taking all of their little comments that they've been making that are a little shady. Like, their comments are like, especially since we were talking about earlier, like, their fans keep saying things like they transcended Asian-ness. I think this is really their way of saying we are Korean and we really just want our country countrymen to love us. I think that that's kind of the message they want to send in general. Like not, not saying that's what Idol was about, but like, I think that's just what they're trying to say if they're trying to say anything. Yeah, yeah I feel you on that because like the first group that comes to mind that was like, our focus is Korea is Beast. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think for a time they did have they had everything going for them to make in my opinion to make an American debut and like not crash and burn but they did it they, they let that kind of avenue pass but look at them now I mean like their concert that they had like a year or two ago I was shook for the band chance I was shook because mm-hmm. I was like, you don't hear you don't hear that a lot nowadays, especially for a group as old as them and everything they come no. through. Yeah, I was shook. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I was like, they got it like that, and I guess that makes sense because I me mean, at the end of the day, you know, after they're done touring and all that, you know, they can be hot in all these other countries. But when you are like a legend, basically in your own country. You know, you're set for life, and they right. are. You know, no matter yeah. what they do, yeah. like even now, like their whole like we're gonna go as a group and make our own company. Most groups that that yeah, they're gonna be destroyed. <laughs> yeah, but they had enough clout to do that and survive, and you know, still chart on you know, uh, on the uh, the. the the Korean record and stuff and still have presence and things like that and not get blocked. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that could be something that really that BTS is going for or that they're really looking towards that. I really And that's the thing, like their setting. fans are so desperate for Western validation, even though sometimes they claim that they're not. 
and you know they yeah. want them to be to be nominated for this and they want them to be part of the grammys and they want them to be you know they want all these western artists to acknowledge them and then then of course they want to claim that the artists are just piggybacking off of their fame yep. and you know it's just it's kind of like the boy the boys probably don't really i mean i'm sure that they enjoy the money and the, the fame to some extent but at the end of the day i mean they don't really want to become um you know uh famous in America or, or, you know, global superstars in that sense. I mean, it, you know, it, the fans want something completely opposite of, of what, of what they, yeah. Want. I think, I think that's where I'm like, yeah. I was coming from with that. It's just, it just seems to me that this whole era has been about, because even in that very same interview, when they said, where do you like to travel? J-Hope was the only person that really said something. He was like, LA, Jimin rolled his eyes so hard. Jimin was like, <laughs> I never want to go back to America again. <laughs> like, not, and obviously that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I think, you know, they enjoy the perks of being international celebrities, but I really think where it is, is it's at career for them. And that's what they want to emphasize in everything that they do right now. I think that's, that's like a cultural like. thing, though, because like with Tiara, Tiara was pretty much blackballed, like from the charts and from like everything. And mm -hmm. they were in China and they were making money. They were like the top Korean group in China touring all the time like they signed with some chinese chinese company out there and they got the like ceo bought them all cars and stuff like they were making bank but i remember they did a couple of shows in christmas in korea and like those were like you could tell they were just so happy and like grateful to be in korea and to be performing for the korean fans mm -hmm. and it because it, it, it just like it matters so much to them like look with all the things that they've done like in their career winning for tiamo like right before they left their company um that one win like they couldn't even like speak do a speech or anything after they just bawled their eyes out the whole time because they were just so happy that korea and like the korean public you know were giving them a shot again and were like just embracing them um, mm -hmm. I mean, like, there's no, like, it's lame and, like, kind of corny to say, but there is no place like home, right? Like, right. that's kind of where you want to have, you know, the most love. You want people to respect you the most. And, like, as you were talking, like, about BTS and their success sort of being a piggyback on the fact that they have Western validation. Like, I can see how that would, you know, like, if I was in that, in their position, I would probably feel away too. I'd be like... You know, like, when you go to stores and, like, when you see, like, ads and stuff in Korea, BTS isn't the top group. 101 is probably up there. XO. Yeah. Big Bang XO. is still, like, I mean, like, people are just waiting for them to come back from the army. You know, like, these are the, the top groups in Korea. Right. You know, so it's kind of like, you want to be seen as number one where you're from. And I... And in that sense, then, yeah, you know, I could sort of see that being a point, too. But then I think, like, you know, solutions, what do they do from here? Do they, like, just after Stop this tour? <laughs> well, besides that, <laughs> <laughs> they, like, I mean, I would probably say the best thing to do is, like, after this world world tour, take, you know, like, a couple of months off 
their fans will still be there. No, their their fans will still be there. So like, let's be honest, and sort of just like recharge and then do a comeback, but make sure you do a Korean style comeback. You do the the music shows, you know, for however long that you do them for, and then you go on tour. <laughs> I think I personally think that would be. I was just like. The the K-pop anymore. They don't need to go to the show. I know, right? I know, right? These poor well, boys I mean, just want to go so, back. You know, they they all go like, mean, on the shows for like a week at the most. Now, yeah, but, they, yeah. they probably would prefer like a show champion award over a Grammy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but not even that. Just because they're like. Like, a lot of these artists talk about being in the waiting rooms and seeing other groups and, you know, just being around their peers. And I think that's something they probably miss. Like, yeah. it, it's yeah. just the six Not of them. Not just the music shows. <laughs> or seven. Also, Wait, did like... you say six? Is it seven? You, who How many people are in out? BTS? Let me think. It's who seven, right? BTS? It's Taehyung, it's Jungkook, Jimin, Yoongi, Sukjin, and Hoseok. Okay. You can give me rap mom. Did you say his name? No. I don't know. I think you missed Jimmy? RM, yeah. I don't know what uh, yeah. RM is. Rap mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> rap mom. So, okay. Listen. Apparently, Korea doesn't know who he is either, if <laughs> if judging by their, <laughs> their fan cams at the concert. <laughs> but anyway, that's I another mean... story. <laughs> oh. Jay, Jay being shady. <clears throat> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so is anyone going to the uh, upcoming concerts? No. <laughs> no. I have a friend that wants to go, so that's why I did the shout out at the beginning of the show. If anybody's got any t- any hookup on any tickets, um, I'm not trying to get on like close up to the stage or nothing. I'm just looking for something cheap. You know, so we can both go and make fun of uh, all the other armies there that are running over top of each other in general seating. You know what? The fact that you say that, like the fact that that's the best part of the concert to you, (laughs) that that's that speaks volumes to me. That's like what you look forward to the most. (laughs) I mean, technically, I have seen BTS perform before, even though at the time I didn't even really know who they were. Um, But, yeah. I mean, if I go, I mean, people watching is going to be like half the fun for me. Yikes. And and my friend just recently gotten into BTS, and so she's like... I want to see she Sugar. She's going to do the full choreography from her seat. She, you know, you know, the raps of the dance thing right there. That's your concert. It's your friend performing <laughs> the BTS songs. While yep. That's she better not right. or else I'm going <laughs> yes, she to is. lobby. She's going to bust out with her BTS. Yoongi is so ratchet. Yeah. I can't wait until he goes solo and embraces his ratchetness. I love it. I really like um, those like videos of Yoongi just sort of being like just awkward and like (laughs) (laughs) i know just he was actually the first member that i really got into uh him and jungkook him and jungkook because jungkook did um like this this like v live show whatever with min lee minwoo from um shinwa so like that's that's actually how i found out who bts were i watched this thing and i was like oh this kid's kind of cute i wonder where he's from 
And I think that was when they came, that was actually, like, well into their career. They were at, like, they had just dropped, like, I Need You or something like that. So they were, like, already established. I just had no idea who they were (laughs) until through uh, through Shinwa that I discovered them. And um, Young Geek was, uh, Shiga was, like, the first one that I kind of knew. Mm -hmm. And then I got into the bad stuff. And I was just like, hmm. <laughs> That's the dilemma with, like, like obviously all K-pop, but, like, particularly Yoongi. I really think Yoongi just, Yoongi just seems like a, a riot. Like, yeah. he just seems like he would just be so chill, like, just yeah. to hang out with. And he just got, like, this really ratchet side that, like, comes out. Like, have you seen Is recently he the one that Ring? in the video? One no, of them- that was Jungkook. Oh, okay. He bought, like, rings that spelled sugar. I was just like, that is so such a rapper thing. He's just <laughs> I love it. Yeah, his rap style is not really like from the solo stuff that I listen to. It's not really my thing. Mm-hmm. But I like looking at his face, and I think that there's only like up to go from there. So I'm hoping that you know he drops something new and it's it's different. It's yeah. it's not so like angry. I think, I think that's usually <laughs> that's what I got from his solo stuff before. <laughs> this is very angry. And I'm like, mm, I hope you it, he tones it down. Really like J-Hope then. He's, he's not angry. Anyway. None of them seem like the angry type Different. to me. That's interesting. I think it's because Yugi has like a, like a background that's like... <laughs> He deals with he. Well, he, he almost got blew up by that fireball, and he didn't move. <laughs> 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 I mean, he's sitting there like so. Um, so, anything else about BTS that you guys need to get off your chest <laughs> about Idol or like wow. the comeback wow, or the concert or like? I do want to go on record. I've said it before. Ooh. Idol does not is not BTS's fantastic baby or bang bang bang. It's not any of that, okay? It's its own They have whatever yet it is. to have their Korean breakout song. It has not happened yet. Blood, Sweat and Tears was close. But <laughs> I thought they really but... liked um I Need You in Korea. I thought that was like a big hit. I thought DNA was a big hit actually because I just remember watching varieties, Korean varieties. And everywhere that song was everywhere, like on all of the shows. It was a hit, but I feel I still feel like they haven't found like their national song. You know, like the one that like everyone is singing, and it's just I don't know. I you can use, sorry, you can usually tell by like the dancing, like if they do their dances on varieties. And I remember mm-hmm. when Blood, Sweat, and Tears came out, they were doing, people were still doing the dances now to that song. Um, and same with I Need You. I didn't see anybody really copying DNA or Fake Love or, or Idol as yet. I didn't I mean, see anybody. I hmm? No, go ahead. No, I just, I was going to say, I just didn't see anybody really recreating it on a variety. So I just assumed mm-hmm. it wasn't that hot to the Korean ah. public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like they've yet to have their breakout Korean, like their national song. So yeah. one I think, day they'll get their their likey. Yeah, I think this, <laughs> they'll like their or TT. Like, or, or, or cheer up. Yes, 
<laughs> Twice has had like three national songs yeah. by now. <laughs> BTS has had none. Um, but I think that's maybe one reason why they're like really connected. Like that's maybe something that they're still striving to do yeah. is have like that one super hit song. You know what? In Korea. Everybody has to have goals. So maybe that's theirs. <laughs> Oh, I want to say one thing about their concert is that, that um, I've seen, I guess, like the stage layout and uh, I don't know, I can't remember the venue, but I know it's really big. So I guess it's like a dome venue. Um, I don't understand like how it's like an end stage format. So they have like this huge <laughs> stage or like these giant screens, mm-hmm. the general area and the the seats like 10 miles away from the stage <laughs> i don't understand i really i really don't understand that i guess that's like why i have like no interest in going to some concerts no matter who it is because if i'm not saying like i need to be like right up against the stage uh, but if i cannot look at the stage and pick out who is performing and see what's going on on stage i'm not gonna pay like $200 or $2,000, whatever the scalpers are trying to concert for that. I wish I would pay $2,000 for I mean, I, Oh, I almost did it again. I that. I'm Ooh. not going to do that. So I'm just kind of like, really? like, And I know that like stages now, I don't know. I feel like for a time, concert stages were being less of like that. In stage format, and that they they were like more like call it like the stage is like a circle, so you can like move around that. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't understand like why stages like that, or you know something different, like when Kanye West was on that floating stage, but that didn't last long because he was going through his issues, or just like think like something (laughs) like that. When she was on that little platform thing, and then that floating like things like that. So like yeah. You know, fly to the air so everybody can see her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm just kind of like. If, well, I don't know. I feel like it's like they're encouraging fans to get those general admission tickets so you can stand up near the stage and have to be on your feet all night yeah, long. I mean, but I'm not. I'm really not into that. I mean, I never <laughs> been in like the pit area. I think it's scary. Me I think for yeah. me it would be like. Oh, scary. I would never go to the and pit area. I, I couldn't. I feel like I couldn't do that. I mean, like when I went to that two p.m. concert, you know, I feel like where we were at was close enough. Well, maybe we could got a little bit closer, but I did not want to be in that pit because I mean, first of all, I'd be like one of the only guys, <laughs> anyways, and <laughs> so that would have like been a different dynamic to begin with and just like standing up for like two I mean I couldn't do that I mean at that Jan Jackson concert I mean I had to sit down a few times because <laughs> you know I was giving my mom a performance I was like you may not be able you know you don't know this song but I know it <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is about concerts in general that you know like they're hot right now and they're like big so I guess like this whole production is matching that but I like to see somewhere like <clears throat> like the smaller scale kind of concerts. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I guess that's what I'm just trying to say. Like, you know, I want to see them perform a variety of places, but also not something like 
you know, the car dealership is opening to a set. <laughs> like, I don't want to see things like that. I don't want to see you know, like performing in Walmart parking. Like I don't want to see that. But you know, just like smaller scale like kind she. of performing venues. Um. <laughs> I, so, so I mean, I don't think like going to the concert is worth it. I mean, unless you're like in a general admission area and you're gonna be mm-hmm. in those seats that are ten miles back. I don't think it's worth it. But that's just me. So you know, as yeah. a quick side note. Thanks. Mm-hmm. For the second time this week, I almost accidentally referred to BTS as BET. <laughs> I just didn't <laughs> say it. BET. I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh my god. I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, it's 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 Namjoon, man. Since then. He's a hotep, so he got me thinking. Oh my god. <laughs> Have you seen those memes? Those Namjoon is a hotep memes. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I, I digress. <laughs> I guess we'll leave it there. Um, let's go on to our next topic here. So, a little unexpectedly, the news came about that JYP Entertainment had spoken with their artist, Joan Somi of Produce 101 and formerly of 16, um, reality show, competition show, um, and come to the mutual agreement to terminate her exclusive contract. And that was pretty much all that was said that JYP had come to some sort of agreement and they decided this Somi would go. And that was it. And this has pretty much spawned a lot of conspiracy theories and rumors as to exactly what happened. Somi did post on her Instagram after leaving. uh, She posted the darkest nights produce the brightest stars. You guys are my everything. Love you lots. And her father also um, left a message um, implying that they left on good terms, that they, um, he said that he shook hands with the JYP staff, gave them a hug and then left. And they went and got ice cream with Somi's manager. We'll be cheering each other on. And then after the news dropped, JYP Entertainment released a bunch of articles promoting another trainee that is probably the next popular um, train uh, girl in JYPE right now, other than Somi, um, named Shin Rujin. 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 Shin Rujin. Um, and they basically dropped a bunch of articles. Um, JYP's new group, Jun Somi may have left, but they have Dark Horse, Shin Ryujin. Um, Shin Ryujin, not Jun Somi, is the talent that YG, JYP have praised to the heavens. Um, Jun Somi versus Shin Ryujin, second stage of life to be continued as rivals, not co-workers. Um, obviously, the original plan or what people thought the original plan was, was that the next group, um, 
to come about um, because obviously JYP is going to be having the second season of uh, his 16 competition reality series to make his next girl group. And the assumption was that Somi was going to be in it and also Shin Ryujin and then whomever else that won this reality show. Now that Somi's gone, um, there's been, you know, some talk about, you know, JYP was really quick to jump on her bandwagon after Somi left. But the real question is why Somi left in the first place. Um, a little note here is that as far as we know, only two other um, JYP artists have had their contracts terminated. Um, and that has been Kiana, who originally was, it was terminated because of health reasons, and Jay Park. And then I think the guy from day six. So that makes three. Yeah. So generally, like in the Wonder Girls cases, even when Sunny left the, um, you know, for a while, her contract was intact. Um, send me and so he left um, but their contracts were not terminated so it's kind of an unusual situation and people are not sure whether it really was on good terms or not um, whether Somi was just tired of the idol life and she you know she's already been and you know you could say she's already been in a girl group she was an IOI she did tours she did variety shows, she did performances, she was on music shows, she's done um, um, project shows. I mean, she's done more than a lot of girls in new group groups have gotten and trainees have gotten the chance to ever do. So maybe she's just wanting to go in another direction. Another theory is that her father, who is known to be a bit of a stage dad, um, maybe a bit of a stage whore, um, may have something to do with her leaving. He may want to take Somi and maybe start his own management company or manage her himself. Maybe he thinks he could do better or make more money with Somi by herself as opposed to her having to share um, resources and share a paycheck with a group of girls and this is her father's doing. So that's another theory. Um, this may be another Jay Park situation where we may never know what happened, but it certainly is kind of odd considering that, you know, Somi has been, you know, looked at pretty much as the next Susie in, in essence. And, you know, you think that JYP would fight really hard to not let her go. So it was a big surprise to a lot of people. Uh, any thoughts on, on this? <laughs> um, I will say that JYP does have a reputation of like caring about like your character as a person. Um, I really don't know much about Sumi, so I really can't comment on her character but i do know that he does take that seriously some people that were in the company 
or trainees that they did get kicked out because like they had attitude so you know they were really cocky i don't know if they were doing like bad things or like treating other people bad but i do know that if they weren't if it was because they were cocky it was because they weren't like studying and so that's like another reason why he let some people go Warrior trainees that left and he when he found out about it, he was mad and then he sees like you know i use slaying on the charts <laughs> so i mean there's that so i mean i really i mean i'm just going by like somewhat what i know so either she did something that he was like you gotta go school and say or if it wasn't like his decision or somebody else made it because when IU got cut it wasn't his decision somebody else made it and he didn't find out until later so I really don't know but I mean like this thing happened companies but I mean it's kind of like hmm because they were promoting this girl like you know she was the next best thing since sliced bread (laughs) 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 so so for her to to leave it does raise some questions and her dad does have a certain reputation so if he's had a part in this i don't know maybe because if you know somewhat of how some stage parents can be (laughs) yeah so that angle i wouldn't completely rule out or like if it didn't play some I'm part unless he was telling her like if you're in this group you're gonna have to share this money you're gonna have to do this and this whether you like it or not but if you're by yourself you don't gotta worry about that and she does have a lot of clout now whether she's in a group or not because people know mm-hmm. her name she's been in all that so somebody's gonna like pick her up and like work with her on something so it's, I don't think that she'll be flat broke and she doesn't manage her money right or who's ever in charge of that so I mean, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really know anything about Joan Somi. I'll be very honest. Like I've seen her around, like as a peripheral <laughs> thing, but like I, the only thing I've really seen article wise about her is when she did this article about how it's like so hard to be biracial in Korea as a white and Korean person. And how she was bullied. And, like, she had these, like, industry people talking about how, like, oh, if she would stayed in Canada, she would definitely be a, a pop star now. And I remember just, like, rolling my eyes when I was reading that whole article. Because I was like, um, you're, like, like, I'm sure it's rough regardless because Korea's really big on, like, one race, being a one race state. So I'm sure, like, there was some, some comments about being biracial. But you're the ideal. You're Korean and white. Like, <laughs> I mean, look at all the, like, Korean and Black artists who, like, either got bullied out of the industry or, like, had to really fight and excel in many ways in order to be, you know, seen as something good in the Korean industry. And then on top of that, I was like, I live, like, I'm in Toronto. Like, no one's listening to pop music like that. Like, what were you going to do, like, music-wise for you to be a big hit in Canada? It was very confusing. Um, so I guess for me, like, I, I only know about that and that didn't really give me a good idea of her. Um, but I did follow up on some of the articles about this situation 
and her dad seems like he's running all of this stuff i think like um i don't know if she has much of an opinion on what's going on or on her career or on her contract but it seems like it's the adults that are screwing up like her dad seems like he's really pushing her her sister too who's even younger to like be an idol and to be in the industry but also like why would jyp put her in through another contest to be in an idol group she already did it with twice she already did it with ioi and she was actually in ioi like why does she always have to prove herself to be in these groups if she's already established herself like enough to be like the leader of this group um so, that's, okay. that's, that, no, I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused because I, I thought no, she was going to be okay, in a, like a contest. Okay, so with EXO, yeah. So I, so it was around this time, like when EXO was like forming, or like when people were talking about it, is that companies will test you a lot, constantly, all the time, to see like how, like to test your spirit or like you know your will of like how bad you want it. And so what some companies will do is that they will prepare, like, you know, say, like, they're going to get a group of people and, like, okay, you are going to debut. They're going to train you, like, you know, you're going to have a showcase and all that. You might actually do that. And then they will tell you, sorry, something didn't work out. The group is no more. Just to see your reaction. Just to see how you're going to react to that news. Like, we just did a whole showcase and, we you know, we did the song. We learned all this stuff. And now you're we're not going to debut. They're waiting to see what your reaction is. And... I want to say with some like some people in EXO, I want to say like that determined whether they got in the group or not. So if they were like crying, falling on the floor, you know, saying "f this," they were cut. But if they were like, you know what, okay, what do I got to do now? Yeah, that's okay. people that got it. So I feel like that's like I mean, exhausted and extra. But if you're willing to go like that far to debut or to be an idol or anything then they're probably like, okay, we can invest or like really invest our money and time in this person because they're willing to still keep at it even if they lose, even if, you know, they get a little taste of like like what they could have as a career, we're going to keep them. Now, now, if something doesn't go their way and they're going to fall on the floor and be crying and all this, we need to cut them because we ain't got time for that. That (laughs) sounds like like actual hell. Like, I don't (laughs) understand. I'm not How surprised. you could put somebody through that. I, read that. I was like, oh my God. But I was like, oh, I can kind of see it. But then again, at the same time, I was like, you're messing with people's emotions too much. Just yeah. Like that whole mixed nine situation reminds me of like what Icon. So um, they were like prepped to win the first two, like them versus winner or whatever, whatever that was called. And then they had the other one, like the mix and match. And they're like, okay, well, three of you are in. And then the other ones, mm, we don't know about. And I was like, are you serious? I didn't watch any of that. Because I was like, this is extra for me. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I, was, invested. I was invested the first yeah. time, like, really hardcore, like, watching it every day and being like, I don't know who's going to win and stuff like that. I was almost at a point of, like, let me fake a Korean, <laughs> a Korean profile so I can vote for who I want. It was almost like I was really invested into that. Don't ask me how or why. But then, like, the whole, like, finale when winner won. And I was like, are you serious? And he was like, oh, well, I might debut both groups. And I was like, why were you doing all this? You're just messing with everybody's emotions and time and money and all this. Like, it didn't make any sense. And I guess that's what really turned me off to, like, the whole survival show. And I was like, okay. Yeah. 
I understand like some people like help them improve where they're you're doing very like so like there are other ways to help somebody improve and not kill their spirit <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And That's why I was I like guess, surprised when I heard I, about like I, that. And these are kids. I I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I guess what hurt, I guess if she was supposed to be the leader, I guess that's what all this was. It's like, you know, like she was really going to lead because, I mean, sometimes that role is just a title role where you really don't do anything. But other times it's like you really need to like lead and like get them in line when they're acting out or like, like direct the flow of like how conversation and interviews are going to go. So I guess they were really like pushing her, putting her to the pressure to see how much she could take and it maybe i don't know maybe that's why she got cut because she was like y'all y'all got me messed up you want me to do another show <laughs> yeah but that's like i heard about that i'm like nah 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 b i'd have been like yo you know what you can keep it you can keep all of it like i'm not doing that again <laughs> so i don't i don't know maybe that's why but i really can't say cause like none of us were there but i mean if that was going on i mean well that kind of was that's why um that's something you don't really see a whole lot. I mean, that was only that one time that I see that I read about that, and I never seen anything about it come. Up. So you always gotta be looking for that tea. Just saying, <laughs> <laughs> just saying, because it might not be there anymore when you try it's to go true. back and look. But, um, yeah. So I don't know if that helps clear things up or not. But mm-hmm. it, I'm gonna say it does happen. I'm like, I don't know if it happened in this particular case, but. I'm just exhausted just thinking about it, going through two Survivor shows and then another one. No, nope. I would say I quit. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, well, I think, I don't know if Jimin or Nat said it, but um, I'm sure Somi will be fine either way. Um, yeah, I think she'll know, be like fine. Like you said, she's she's still highly sought after and so if she decides that she wants to go somewhere else I'm sure another agency will pick her up or if she's you know if her dad's you know wanting to manage her manage her then best of luck to her I guess on that um, but or if she just wants to live her life as a normal teenager or go to college then you know that's understandable too so We'll see what happens. So let's be prepared because Fox has landed the rights to a K-pop movie pitch from Scooter Braun. Remember him, the guy that was handling CL's career? So he made a pitch for a K-pop movie. Um, about a Asian American college student from the U.S. who becomes a top competitor on South Korea's toughest K-pop competition show. And the movie is going to be written by Elise Hollander, who is the writer behind the Madonna biopic Blonde Ambition. She's writing the screenplay, and it's also being produced by a bunch of white guys, (laughs) and um, 
that's pretty much it. Um, and also, Ron is going to be producing. And I'm, yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about this because I don't see this coming out very well in any way. So. I'm sorry, I'm I just blew out everybody's eardrums. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, I blew out everybody's eardrums from laughing. Just a mess. Just oh a mess. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. But you know what? You guys aren't excited? <laughs> I've seen that Madonna movie. I think I've seen that Madonna. If I'm remembering correctly, I think I, we are going to be in for a real treat. <laughs> I mean, it's being written by a white lady. I mean, I'm not saying she's not a good screenwriter. I, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything, but like, I think I've seen that movie, and like, just my memory of it was. I, yeah, it's it was about um, I mean, Madonna in one of her tours or something. Yeah, like just her, yeah. like her, like before she got famous and starting out, and you just like. Oh my goodness. I mean, when I heard about it and when I watched it, I I had a I did have a certain expectation, but then like what I was seeing, I don't I I don't it looked, I, mean, I mean it was Madonna. Okay, what did you expect? Yeah. <laughs> it looked like a sitcom, like you were like not a movie and then just I mean, yeah, the the acting was what it was but just like just how things were going and like it, even if that's like some of it was based on truth um, but just like the way it was presented it was like really like I, <laughs> I don't know I guess we saying. know what to <laughs> expect for this then yeah um, so yeah, I so. just just like this whole, like, I don't know. And I feel like this is setting up to whoever's going to play the main character. Like, for it, for it, okay, so they're a Korean American. And I know that, you know, that Korean Americans, some of them want to connect to, like, their their uh, Korean side of who they are. So, of course, you know, they're going to go to Korea and all that. And to go on, like, like, I hear, like, the toughest Korean competition. So, are are like what subjects are they going to touch upon? Because they're with the person being Korean American, and they're going to Korea for like the Korean toughest singing dance competition or whatever. So, how are they going to handle that? Like, are they doing research about that? Like the perception of that's what I'm Korean saying. American I don't see Korean, any and like vice and like. And like vice versa, like are they really to touch upon those? Or like, how are they gonna? If they are, I don't like, see any Asian them? names here. I don't see any Korean names here. No. And I have to wonder. I mean, I mean, I don't know how much Scooter Braun knows about <laughs> business. Um, but I'm just thinking, you know, is, are they really gonna oh. be able to capture what makes K-pop so interesting in an in American? made movie because i have a feeling the answer is no they should take this opportunity to employ amber lou <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure amber is already sending her cv um some audition tapes uh videos she's already sending all of her audition information to them 
like currently. I support. I support. <laughs> I mean, I just don't see the appeal unless they're actually going to have, like, they're trying to capitalize on K-pop, but what people want to see about K-pop are their biases, the groups that they like. So unless they're going to be appearing in this movie, I just don't see what is 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 going to be appealing about it. It's just going to be step up with singing and k-pop like songs and and that's it i mean and then maybe some cameos from like tiffany or someone um, oh she's definitely gonna be all up on that yeah for but, sure but other than that i just i, I just and this and the announcement literally came like the weekend after crazy rich asians like debuted at the box office and like bowled everyone over and i have a feeling that had something to do with this being greenlit i'm not saying that i know it did but um it's kind of had a feeling it did have something to do with it but I, I just I just don't see this working. I really don't. I mean, what about you guys? I mean, are you? Or I mean, if anyone's excited about this, don't be afraid to say it. Don't, don't let my attitude get you over down. the moon. <laughs> Wasn't there a Nickelodeon show kind of like this? I feel like there was like Nick Cannon was involved. Like there was a show. Kind I think of like so. so. Yeah, I remember. It, it, like kind of. that, like that didn't even go anywhere. But I mean, I kind of was another one of like those shows that was out already. Of like, you know, they're a teenager and they like to sing and dance and like live a normal life, but also want to perform on stage and kind of da da da. But just like somewhat of the setup was of it was because okay, you know, uh, Korean music's kind of in right now, so this is just you know a cash and on that. And it's just like, well, when I saw kind of like things that I already knew that wasn't like shocking, like it was kind of like normalized for me to see as opposed to somebody that's just coming into this and like, oh, I'm going to support this. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. I guess that's what I'm like. Yeah, this, I feel like this extended version of that show. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I just. Oh, go ahead, Jay. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I feel. This is not going to be, you know, somewhat of a good thing. Like the Wonder Girls movie, you should all go watch it. You will not be disappointed. Oh, it is uh, a classic. My, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not going to be nothing like that. Like, I'm not, no, it's going to be like this Dick Cannon show that we can't even remember the name of that. <laughs> this is what it's going to be like. And I'm not here for it. Then you go back to a drawing board, get some Korean Americans, some Koreans, people that work in the industry. They really like provide, I guess, a more authentic view of things in, I guess, a sterilized way that's not going to cause any too big of a controversy. But that's oh, not yeah. happening. <laughs> Honestly, BuzzFeed, I feel like, would do a better job at putting together something like this, given they've done a lot of videos on K-pop before and they actually have, like, Korean people. I mean, it's usually Korean-Americans, but still, I think that it this is just not something that, I don't know. It's just not something that I feel like is going to work 
but you guys already said it all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And just generally, I was reading just to see what people's reactions were. And it's interesting. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of excitement from like K-pop fans either. I mean, I think people in general just kind of know that this is just cashing in. So unless BTS shows up, makes a cameo or something, I... I'd They're who we have to thank for stuff like this. Yeah, true. true. I Very would be true. kind of interested though to see like how Koreans actually feel about something like this. Because yeah. I mean, they're taking they like their concepts, no, and like westernizing it. So I'd be like, I mean, obviously, I would prefer not to be, not to have these things created from the white gaze, personally, but. I mean, like, I don't know how, I would prefer to see how Koreans feel about it before I even, like, really comment, if I even really comment on it. Because, I mean, I know I'm not going to watch this. <laughs> I know that, like, I read about it, I forgot about it already, and we're talking about it now, and I'll forget about it in five minutes. <laughs> um, it's just, like, it's sort of, like, off the radar for me because it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I'd be, I actually would like to be very interested in to see, like, how Koreans and Korean Americans not really into K-pop, but like this is something from their culture. I would like to see how they feel about it um, mm. to kind of gauge, because I mean they're the ones who would really like they're they're they'd have opinions on something that is reflective of them. So I think that would kind of be interested to see how they feel about it, especially when we talk about things like Western validation or white validation and how it's like praised. Um, it would be kind of interested to see like how they actually feel about how they're going to be portrayed in many ways um and you know like this is about them and uh, you reading the sheet and there wasn't a lot of korean names on there um so yeah i think this okay. is going to be like a next stage kind of thing so i'm interested to see how it turns out so um yeah sorry what, what you said about like seeing like the Korean Americans and Korean perspective about it, it reminds me of like that Ghost in the Shell movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, yes. So, I would say the Japanese Americans, they were not happy with uh, Scarlett Johansson for TV, anyways, that she was an Asian woman. But the Japanese were like all for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's very common. They were like, because they, so, okay, so, you know, this um so a part of our culture has made it to america and it's being made into this movie so we should be happy about that uh but there were some some japanese were like no that uh, ghost in the shell has like is a certain look at japanese society and some of the problems that it has so to have no like japanese people in like the main roles i think well, at least in the main character's role that Scarlett Johansson was playing, to so not have somebody Japanese or some somebody close to that Japanese American or Japanese British or something along those lines to not be the main character is kind of a slap in the face. And then <clears throat> Japanese Americans were like, "Why is this white woman playing <laughs> Japanese woman?" So it was this whole big complex thing of some people supported it, but some people didn't. And I mean, well, I mean, I really 
I didn't have no say because uh, you know I got no seat at that table. Right. So, yeah. I mean, all I could do was just yeah look, just look and see what people who did have a seat at that table were saying, and but, that's all I could do. So it'd be like in this case, I would be interested to see like how they feel about it, and because I, I mean, like I mean, I said like you know if they want Koreans to be on board, they need to have somebody from one hundred and one in there. Right, One of them, you know, maybe a BTS, you know, need it, you know, <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think this whole conversation about like just mentioning that point of how Japanese Americans versus people, you know, Japanese people in Japan responded for the Ghost in the Shell. It's really interesting mm-hmm. to see how the diaspora responds. Um, yeah. in different mm-hmm. places. I mean, even you can, obviously, I don't have a seat at that table like like yourself, Jay, but um, mm-hmm. just even if you look at it from like the Black American perspective versus the, you know, Nigerian perspective or the Ghanaian perspective, mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? It's just really interesting how um, I think maybe because we're in America and we can see sort of these power structures play out in terms of you know, white privilege and things like that. And, you know, us being underrepresented, us being, you know, people of color being, you know, underrepresented. Um, I think that we take those types of things into account, which, you know, in Japan, they don't have to think about that because it's 99% Japanese. So exactly. they're like, we see ourselves everywhere. Like, we don't, you know what I mean? We don't, representation is not that big of a deal when you have it <laughs> but when you when you're mm-hmm. not used to it in, in america if you're japanese american you you don't know what's going on probably don't know what's going on in japan you you just you're filtering it through that american mindset so it definitely will be interesting to see how knets respond it's really interesting to see how um k-pop fans are responding because even though not every international k-pop fan is korean there are a lot of korean k-pop fans in america yeah yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that sounds like it should be obvious, but I actually most of the Korean people that I know don't even mess with K-pop like a lot. Yeah. yeah. So. Right. Yes. Same here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, will they even care? <laughs> um, like you said, maybe if we get Kong Daniel in there, they will. But. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Interesting. Well, we'll have to see how that turns out. Um, a little side uh, side note here. So apparently, for some reason, EXO uh, fans uh, start spamming pictures of Kai online, and um, I forgot exactly. I forgot what the context was. If they were spamming pictures to Fenty Beauty, or they were like actively trying to get like Fenty's attention. I think so. I think they were trying to get Fenty's attention and they were spamming pictures and Fenty um, responded and they were like, we hear y'all, we see, we see Kai and um, we might put something together. So we might see Kai and some Fenty beauty spots with Rihanna sometime soon. I don't know. Um, I really hope that Rihanna, even though I know she's more like a figurehead. I mean, I know she's very involved too, but 
I really hope she fires the intern that responded to all of those XOLs. <laughs> I hope that uh, <laughs> I'm dead serious. Um, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> and I know XOLs really did it as a joke, but then it got taken very seriously. Nobody asked for this. Kai, we know he's cute. We know that his his skin color is gorgeous. And we know that he would, you know, do well to um, have foundation that actually matches his skin um, <laughs> and not look casket ready for once. But I didn't ask for this. I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I mean, I, Kai is attractive, so he would, I think, do fine in a beauty pictorial, but... I agree with you in that I don't think we need to um, encourage this kind of uh, behavior from uh, K-pop fans because we already get it from armies, we get it from XOLs, um, and then soon everybody's going to be doing it and just like spamming their favorites everywhere. I think what didn't the armies try and do that? Or was it another group that was trying to get one of their members with Gucci? Huh? Yeah, it was either it was it was either XO or B it was XO or BTS, I'm pretty sure. And they were they kept spamming Gucci because one of the members wore like Gucci's products or whatever. And so they were like, Oh my gosh, Gucci needs to get this get this um, member in their campaign and Gucci just straight up ignored them (laughs) but they kept like they were so convinced that and I uh, for the life of me I cannot remember who it was but it was somebody in BTS or EXO it's probably EXO really was it Tae? it could have been Tae Hyung though it might have been it's somebody that wears Gucci products a lot it's either Say him or one of the two. Because I think I remember that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the main thing, there's a lot of things I don't like about this whole let's try to get the attention of Western artists. I mean, there's layers to that. But the main thing I don't like about it is I just feel like I don't want my uh, my icons like Rihanna and Beyonce and Serena Williams. Don't ask me where I'm going with this, but <laughs> I just don't want my icons collabing with people who we know how EXO gets down. I just don't want. I just don't want anti-black you know, and colorist. Yeah. And, 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 and then think about that reputation being attached to Rihanna. I don't. Yeah. Rihanna deserves the world. Okay, I love Rihanna. Um, I don't know why. It's really actually kind of uncanny. But she deserves the world. She doesn't deserve to be have this happen to her. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm dead serious. I'm, uh, it, it saddens me. So in yeah. the end, you know, if it's a if it's an idol that I feel like it matches more, like for example, if it's um in doing something with uh, who's like like SZA? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of people who are, might be on the same level. I think that type of thing makes more sense, but uh, I just don't want 
people like EXO and Mama Moo and all these people to um, these people as in these groups, these K-pop groups. I want to make that clear. I'm not talking about a race of people. That's I'm not an army. I'm not. I don't call myself a <laughs> purist or anything like that. Um, I I just I don't want that to happen. I just feel like it's doing the most. It's giving uh, these idols a little too much. Like X already has egos, like we talked about earlier. It's giving them a little too much to like you know, attach themselves to, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I got to validation. Yeah, validation. Like, if, if anybody's going to get validation, I would want it to be, like, a group that deserves it or, like, a person that has a decent enough past in history. I get, get it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's weird to me because I've never found Kai to be attractive at all. Like, mm-hmm. at all, at all. So I usually just kind of like ignore him whenever I see like his face pop up and stuff like that. I just, I just <laughs> like, I just so don't bother. I just don't bother. <laughs> um, but funny. I did hear about this, like the Fenty thing. And I was just like, <sighs> like you want everything that we have, including our like fame and popularity and clout, but you're still like such a piece of shit when it comes to like things like, your fake dreads and like making fun of skin color and like yeah. saying the n-word and like all those other really crabby things and like these people either know about it and don't care or they don't know about it because obviously like there's who in their team is going to be able to be like well you know at this during this concept for this comeback he had these really ugly dreads like no one's gonna like on their team's gonna really know that right mm-hmm. so it, it is kind of like it's like can you not just like come up on your own like yeah oh my god like, thank you that's I, I just feel like do you have to take everything <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um and I mean it sounds kind of drastic and like kind of extreme maybe um but I just I'm just tired like yeah I'm just really really tired of like having to because I mean like this is stuff that we like this is just like a hobby I mean, I'm not getting paid to watch K-pop videos, you know? Right. Like, so it's kind of like, a, you know, it always comes to head once in a while where you're kind of just like, is is this all of this even worth it, you know? Um, but I think that maybe to look at a positive for it, maybe it's going to help introduce darker shades into Korea. Hopefully. And like, yeah, and a brand like Fenty, which is really open to different, and diverse skin complexions right. and colors and ranges. So I I mean, I'm just going to look at the positive and, and hope that this is going to help a lot of the people in Korea who have dark skin because there's a lot of people in Korea yeah. who actually do have dark skin. Yeah. And also just yeah. like the foreigners, like mm-hmm. the people who are foreign to the country, who live there, who yeah. will probably have to like leave the country or order or, or hope that someone's going to deliver to Korea right. Um, right. in order for them to get you know, a shade that matches them, which means that they can't go to the store, they can't test it. You know, like, it's just... I'm hoping that this, if it does happen, mm-hmm. you know, because, I mean, who knows at this point, but if it does happen, I hope that it is sort of like a an awa- awareness moment or maybe more of an awakening in the yeah. makeup yeah. Um, industry in Korea and, you know, might not change my feelings about Kai, but... <laughs> <laughs> At least something good will come out of it. That's a well, really to be optimistic fair, way to think of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. Well, to be fair, nothing official has happened yet, so exactly. nothing nothing may come of it. Like like Jimin said, it may have just been some over enthusiastic intern that was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll hire Kai, and you know. Then their supervisor was like, I don't know who that guy is. No. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I am tired of the dark skin erasure in Korea. For some reason, there's this like, this rhetoric being spouted that like all Koreans are pale and that if you see a Korean that's dark, it's rare. And it's like, that is a, and oh that, that is a straight okay. up lie. That is yeah. such a lie. Okay. I'm like, do you guys live in Korea? It's like they know it's a lie. Yeah, they do. Like I can't. They're like, oh my god, how did Jesse get so dark? What? Born that way. They're they're like there are people in Korea born this way, and I'm like, are y'all serious? Like yeah, yeah, you cannot be serious. I I can't because I I will say that a lot of the Korean at my university they were tan they weren't like white or fair like some of them would describe themselves to be so <laughs> i'm not saying like that that none of them exist kind of shade but to act like all of them are it's right like, that, i mean that's like no come on i mean you, know, you walk I, in a crowd of koreans in in <laughs> Say so, and you're you're likely to see. I mean, they're not going to look like your face, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're 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 not going to be as pale as these are. I I feel like, in a way, like the idol beauty standards. Well, not in a way. I mean, they do. They reinforce that, and so negatively because it's just like when you just see the the difference, like between like looking at idols and then actually like real I mean idols are real Koreans but you know what I mean like everyday Koreans who yeah. haven't had any work done yeah. who, you know like it's like a totally different race of people sometimes but yeah. it's like <laughs> how is this possible I actually have you guys stumbled across any of those like YouTube I mean Instagram makeup routines and like Every now and again, you'll get like a Korean makeup routine where the girl somehow like shaves eight inches off of her jawline, like yeah, magic, magic. Like yeah, I'm just like what? Like they or like stuff. Sometimes they just go to the doctor to like make their nose look. (laughs) I'm like what? Mm -hmm. It's a it's a whole mess. But I'm I'm gonna pray for Korea. I'm gonna. I will. I mean, the 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 struggle is real. There, the self image is not at a great, you know, it's it's not a great spot there. I mean, their standards of beauty are extremely high. I mean, and I don't even like that's why you have because it just I I feel like not nothing against how you saying it, but I feel like Mm -hmm. I feel like it sort of reinforces the idea that pale is better by saying like okay the standard is high in that sense oh well yeah i'm not saying that is in high being better just in unattainable which i guess yeah. is maybe like a better word it's yeah. an unattainable like place like yeah. people are I'm not born looking 
people are not born looking like this. The idols are not born looking like this. Most nope. of them go to the doctor <laughs> and get these nope. faces and carved into these shapes that and people are not is, born with. If you are born looking like that, nobody is saying that you're unattractive. I, I've actually seen that before. Like, by by us and you know just any rational person saying that you should embrace like your natural tan they sort of somehow twist it into making it seem like we're saying pale skin is unattractive that's not what anybody's saying we're just saying sis you don't look like that naturally what's attractive on people tends to be what naturally occurs on their faces like your face is made that way for a reason it's arranged that way because your features fit together that way right it's like Genetto, um, some people do not got the money to be carving up their face, and you know, mm-hmm. right. like so. For some of, for you know, some of us, we you just have to work with what you got and yep. stuff. And I mean, no, that's a long journey. Yeah, <laughs> you know, to yeah. Some, accept some things about you, um, but I guess when it does happen, it does open up a whole whole new doors and this is bringing up so uh there's this one man man ha so it's like korean mangas um called lookism and yeah oh, yeah i love it i love it so much because some of those stories I mean, they have me shook and it put like the general thing that i see come up repeatedly is that some of the characters like whether they're attractive or not if they from what I've seen so far reading is that if they have any amount of like self-confidence or like they're okay with how they are as a person like some of the people around them it like makes them like mad or jealous that like the person they're not rich they're not pretty nobody likes them they have no friends they're poor they're this and that but they're like they have some sense of happiness and they're they they make them jealous and so that's like why some of the characters I feel like why they're beat up on or people pick on them is because despite everything against them they have some like sense of happiness and because whoever the attractive or other person is they don't they hate them for that so they're going to try and make them feel miserable <laughs> i mean that's like the biggest like <laughs> the mind, like it just blows it blows my mind yeah so, but then like how it uh like in what's that one drama the save me because that's kind of like the same similar setup, uh, like with the main character, her, just like you know, like what her family was going through, and even she was trying to find like these little moments of happiness, and both saw that, and they like mm-hmm. tried to crush her some ways they did. But even when she was like <clears throat> in the fire of a lot of things, there were still like these moments of like where she had hope in those situations that things were going to be war and those people saw it and they were like we gotta break this girl down some more <laughs> and they no. do something even more extra and crazy i'm like and i'm just like is it really like this over there but then again i was like yeah because it's kind of like that here maybe because um here living through it mm-hmm. i don't see it or pay attention but i was like you know what it stuff like that i could probably make a situation happen just walking out the door saying you know what it's a good day today i'm great (laughs) (laughs) get a brick through my window (laughs) 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 so yeah i mean so i mean to see 
so in a way like i want to see that more but i know it's gonna be a challenge and stuff like that uh you know i guess it's kind of would be saying love yourself feels like yeah. oh that's so like on paper it sounds easy but to like actually do it i mean really hard <laughs> bts yep. did not invent music for y'all to think <laughs> that their message was a joke you can't stop them from loving themselves, and that's why they have so many haters i solved it <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> That was oh, the answer yeah. of that. That was the the key to K-pop right there, right there. Exactly. I feel like y'all better get with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's round out things with Red Velvet. Um, put simply, there's controversy with the group. Um, some people feel like with Red Velvet becoming more popular recently that this is just kind of a result of that. But I personally feel like this is something that has been brewing for a while, at least with uh, Red Velvet member Yeri. Um, but I'll start with Irene, who has um, consistently been the most popular member of the group, interestingly enough. Um, so it's kind of shocking to see her getting any kind of a scandal. Um, recently, she was on a Weekly Idol and um, basically was completely um, disassociated from the show. Um, she did not participate and was just like, I want to sleep. Um, and so, um, you know, they give uh, on Weekly Idol, they give the the idols like questions and things to write about themselves and answers to give. So um, they gave, obviously they gave Irene a card and asked her to um, like fill out things and she left like most of the ants like 85% of the answers she left them blank um, and then she said that she you know wanted to sleep and so a lot of the people the staff basically ended up writing the answers themselves um basically filled in all the blanks for her because she didn't fill in anything so um this got out and people were appalled um they felt like she was being lazy and unappreciative and uh you know, that she should, you know, be more thankful to be a, in an idol group and on a show. And she should at least be um, participating like everyone else. And then um, there is also, uh, I don't know if this happened a while back, but there was a situation where she was on some show and she forgot she forgot the choreography or something like that and just kind of like 
stood there for a second. Anyway, Irene's been kind of losing it a little bit lately. Um, so she's got the public kind of questioning her. Poor Yeri um, has just not really, <laughs> the public has not really been with her from the beginning, but she's really been taking a beating lately. Um, recently, people have been talking about how Yeri is struggling with Red Velvet's dance moves. Um, and there's some videos out of her basically being several steps behind everyone else. It's kind of cute because she's doing the moves, but she's behind everyone else, which I don't see how they practice as much as they do and that something like that wouldn't be pointed out and corrected, but there you go. Um, and so, of course, netizens were more than happy to point that out, that she's, you know, also lazy and is not doing the dance moves. And they think that she's just there to make famous friends. Um, I think Yeri comes from a fairly well-off family. Um, and they feel like she's just in the group because she's from a wealthy family and she also doesn't care about um, being an idol or doing her job well. Um, so Irene and Yeri are basically on the shit list right now um, with the public. Um, Yeri has been on that list for a while, but I am kind of shocked that Irene has gotten in their bad graces. Um, we've talked a bit about Red Velvet and their... Um, performance issues on the show. Uh, but it's kind of interesting that people are just starting to notice this now, especially during the middle of their power up promotions, because they're still winning everything. Um, but they're also getting a lot of hate too. So this may just be a case of, you know, the more publicity, the more fame you get, the more haters you get. So what do you guys think? Um, okay, so I think it all boils down to them being really tired <laughs> right now. I feel like Red Velvet has, like, what, two to three promotions a year, um, and that, that's not even including whatever else they're doing, because now they're doing tours, and then, like, year-end stuff, weekly shows, you know, concerts overseas, Joy is, like, acting as well, too. Um, and Wendy and Singri are doing a lot of variety. So I feel like they're very busy girls. And, any, and maybe it's starting to get to them. Um, that's on one hand. And that's like just looking at it and trying to be fair to everybody. Um, Irene, I don't really know much about Irene. Mostly because she always seems like a blank piece of paper. Like... There's nothing there. I don't know if I, I'm the only one who gets that, but I just feel like she's, she doesn't really have a personality. Or maybe she's just so shy she doesn't really show it. Um, so I don't really notice Irene in the same way. I know like she's the visual and she's like the center, blah, blah, blah. But I don't really notice her that way. Um, with Yuri, when she joined the group, I didn't get it. 
I felt that the group itself had already established itself with the four members and that they were doing fine on their own. Um, and over time, she hasn't really proven that she's a good singer or a good rapper or a good dancer. So I, I'm still kind of confused about why you're using the group to begin with. Um, but I do think that it's like a witch hunt. And I think like that they're actually bullying Yuri at this point and Irene as well. And I just, I can't really get on board with that regardless of how I feel about, you know, if she's lacking, because I do think she is lacking, but at the same time, she's in this group. SME is not removing her. Um, she gets along well with her fans and with, she has fans and she gets along well with her, her co coworkers. So like at this point, either like them and support them or don't. You know, like, all of this, like, every single performance they have, there's an article or multiple articles about Yuri and her attitude and, you know, the fact that she is, like, just in it to, to um, like, network and to, to know celebrities. She doesn't want to really even be an idol and all this other stuff. I'm just, like, she's, like, 19, 20, I don't know. Like, she's young. She still has years ahead of her to pick up some better skills if that's the case why are you i don't know i just think it's like gotten to a point where it's really mean so <laughs> i know i can't really get on board with being mean being constructive um, with your criticism is one thing but being mean is just i can never co-sign on that so um i just want the girls to get rest at this point because apparently they're giving yuri like shots energy shots so that she can perform and once your health starts to get all tangled up in this, like, I just think it's best to put her maybe on a rest, allow the girls to sleep, um, and maybe even cancel their, I think they have another comeback scheduled this year. Cancel that and let them have a break. What know, about I, I, their yeah. money? What about oh. the money? <sighs> That's true. What about them? I don't know. It's really hard because, like, I'm not even like really that into Red Velvet, but I feel like these people are being really mean to this girl. Like, yeah, Yuri is just holy crap. Yeah, Yuri has gotten it. I, I, like I said, I said before, I honestly feel kind of sorry for her, and I can kind of understand why people, like, people accuse her of not smiling and and yeah. being kind of, you know, un. Like unapproachable or whatever, and it's like you can kind of understand. You guys haven't exactly been nice to her this entire time, and at some point, you know, you deal with that kind of attitude from people for a while, and you just kind of say, "Screw it," you know, I'm just gonna do what I want to do, and you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't blame her if that was her attitude. Right, uh, but like why I don't understand like why this is an issue for people like Yuri but then like people like Leo they make excuses for well up until a point because I did see something recently about him but for like like he was quiet and he really didn't talk or like interact or have any facial expressions and like for most part most of the fans were fine I was a Vicks fan at some point in my life not anymore. <laughs> like, 
he saw like there wasn't a big issue about that. But then like somebody that crystal that is like the same way like as Leo, they really don't talk, they really don't show expression, you know, themselves problem. Like, oh, why is she smiling? You know, she's this, she's that. But I was like, she's acting the same way as Leo. And it's like, are you for real? It's his chromosomes. It has to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that's like why I'm kind yeah. of like, even with these girls, and they're like wanting to talk about them, like, oh, well, Yuri's young and she can't sing and dance. And I was like, well, so can a lot of these guys, and y'all don't see anything about them. So why is it? I mean, like power up from what I have seen has been, you know, getting some steam. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't it's a terrible phone. <laughs> it's not my cup of tea. It's not my cup of tea, but I guess this is the way things are going. And, you know, like, you know, when you do rise up a little bit, bit more attention, both good and bad. So, I mean, like at the same time, I was like, oh. I'm like, if we're going to come for somebody about this, and you kind of need to come for everybody instead of, like, singling them out, or, like, really, like, step back and look at this, or, like, you know, somebody brings up, well, you're trying to say that she's this way, that she's really just trying to make networks, but what about so-and-so not doing the same thing? Now, granted that some people may not know about whoever else is doing this, but to just, like, single somebody out and, like, try and in like this kind of story like it's only happening for this one person i'm not with it and i mean she's young and i'm like cut the girl some slack i mean you know we were all young at that age too so <laughs> we were certain kind of what stuff like that so, i don't know i would uh, argue though that like really she like okay i'm just gonna say like she for... supposed to do her job <laughs> Yeah, no, like, and I totally get that. But, like, a company like SME is going to, like, you have to be at least one of those things, like, in order to debut. I, I don't know. No, but, like, if you look uh, at all of the groups that they I have, don't know. it's just so strange to um, me because, like, I never got it. Like, I, I know there were theories about, like, the whole FX shakeup and, like, how it rebounded and, you know, about their debut being rushed and, like, all this stuff. So, I mean, like, mm-hmm. maybe there's a lot more behind mm-hmm. the scenes. But, like, personally, I, like, especially considering, like, in comparison to how polished FX and Girls' Generation was when they, when they debuted, and, like, how on top of their crap they had to be, like, even when, like, their house was on fire, they had to be, like, sitting there in the middle being, like, it's fine. Like, (laughs) Red Velvet has always come off as, like, sort of, like, they didn't know, they still don't know what's going on with them. You know, like, they've only now sort of realized, like, okay, well, you know, like, we do have their name being Red Velvet. Let's make sure that we keep consistently, like, dropping songs that are Red or Velvet. Um, whereas at the beginning, they had that weird hair with the colors at the bottom, and, like, they were doing remakes and stuff because they hadn't really popped. And it was, like, very strange. Very, very strange. Um, but, like, with Yuri, like, I... She is, like, almost an anti-bias for me, and she always has kind of been. And I feel really bad about that because people are so mean to her. And I think it's totally unwarranted. But I just, like, I never understood why they added her to this group. She never added anything at all to this group. And I think, too, she's kind of the reason that they have such young concepts that I'm pretty sure Irene is very done with. Like in Rookie, 
and almost in like Russian roulette where you're kind of just like Irene is like going to be 30 very shortly and it's like why is she still performing these kind of songs because of the age gap in the group it's just I don't know as I said I don't really I don't co-sign any of the things the meme which had kind of things that like cane nuts get up to you whenever a group gets too big for the bristles like I, I'm not really co-signing that at all but I don't mm-hmm. really understand Yuri in that group. What about Irene? I think you're kind of getting onto something there where you're talking about the concepts and Irene is yeah. 28 or 29 and she yeah. might be over it, you know. Well, she's tired. It reminds me of Jessica. Yeah. Like, like Jessica, like yeah. the lollipops. Like, she was like, I'm done. She's like, I can't do this anymore. Well, Irene was I, I, like... Training when they were, I thought, I like, I heard a rumor that Irene was supposed to be in Girls' Generation because mm. she is like mm. she's older than Soyeon, right? Or she's around the same age as Soyeon. Um, and they're like, I guess she was more like in the bridge, and then they Wait, just kind so of kept how her around. Was she trained for? She was there for, I don't know. If you're a trainee for more than two years, I think that's a sign. Well, Soyeon, it was. A trainee for like ten years, no? She had like one of the longest trainee periods. That Her sounds like a sign. Ji Hyo and um, Min, I think. I mean, some of those trainees? trainees are there from the time that they're like preteens. Yeah, right. Yeah. I just, I don't but know, then I again, like think about what I said. Is think, there. But think about what I said earlier about like they them making those like fake debut groups and then yeah, so. I mean, you know, I don't know what it's like to to stand anyone who took that long to debut. I I don't know what it's like to stand, you know, Suho and all of those people who had been training for like fifteen, the greater part of their lives. Because I stand shiny, and uh, yeah. Tamin debuted like two months after he auditioned. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tamin is younger than probably half of EXO, so um, yeah. You guys can continue talking about uh, <laughs> this. No, I, I, I just it just shocked me like to hear that. Like, how do you go from debuting with SNSD in what 2007 to debuting with Red Velvet seven years later? What? Oh, I might have been wrong about that. It might have been FX, but oh. um, <laughs> like, yes, well, I mean, FX really roasted her. <laughs> Yeah, but that's still like FX debuted no, no, like <laughs> three years after Girls Generation did. Maybe that much longer. After yeah, that. so FX has been around for a very long time, right? Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy, like the, like when you have such an age gap in a group, because then the concepts sort of like as you said, like Irene could be tired, not just physically tired, but like emotionally tired of like. Having to like, you know, do young kitty concepts like Red Flavor, you know, and on top of the solo work that she does. But I honestly just think the girls are all just very tired. And now they, they're getting called ungrateful. Yeah. I mean, I would be tired too if I've been training for seven years. In the- <laughs> <laughs> I'd be exhausted. <laughs> Well, look at look at Jihyo from um, Twice. She was like a trainee for a very long time, and then yeah. she had to be on a reality show to 
get into her group. Can you imagine what that is like? I mean... Like, trading for so long and then having to fight for your place. That's a her. whole mess. Yeah. I mean... But, you know, they people say... People... I'm, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get on the twice hate train. But you oh. know, she had to. You know, do all the things she had to do to debut, and I think it shows in the quality of Twice's music. <laughs> Take it how you will. <laughs> it's not shady. That's like I, I think you know they were. No, no. But I'm like, I'm just like, so. But is is like if they're if they can't sing, they can't dance, they can't rap. I didn't say it, that like you did. No, I okay. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm saying I'm saying this. I know what I'm saying. But if they can't do all those things, but despite that, they still have this want to work with what they got, even if uh-huh. it's nothing. Is that <laughs> is, <laughs> Could that not could that not be somewhat of a talent? I guess to I mean whether you're passion? aware of it or not, it's yes. got to be something because they are successful. Yeah, I think I think uh, <laughs> I mean, you know Twice is an anomaly. I mean, it, <laughs> no, Twice is very talented. I I don't understand. I, I'm not gonna do this. I'm done. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, but I mean, but I'm saying like if you can't sing, dance, rap, anything, but if, if you can't do those things, like but you still are, <laughs> but you still are an idol. You still are performing. Does that not say something about you? Like, like, is it passion? Is it because you know, unlike some people, like you know, you can show up to work on time, ready to go. Because, you know, some people struggle with that. You know, it's some, something that we are not seeing. I mean, and... just, it sounds like dumb luck to me. I mean... I mean, well, you know, you know they just got... They got this rose. I didn't know Jay had it. had it in me, This is... This is... I haven't uh, sipped this much in a minute, so... <laughs> I just got I got tea brewing all the time, and when I serve it, I don't know when, but when I serve it, I serve it. And so, I guess some people that's their talent is just their passion. Like you know, they can go through fake, they group breakdown, and then they get to be the leader. But you know, I guess they just came together. <laughs> Someone. I mean, if somebody so. said to me what Jay just said about twice, I would feel. I don't know how I feel. What kind of? That's a that's a backhanded compliment, because right there. That's why I'm not on Twitter. It's so- that was all kinds of backhanded compliment right there. <laughs> but you know what? Twice doesn't have to be like anything really, because they're pretty, and that's yep. currency. They're pretty and young. That's yep. currency yep. in Korea. <laughs> that's, that's true I, yeah. that, that's not a lie connecting it back to Red Velvet Yuri is not a visual uh-huh. Irene at least is a visual so but, 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 she, but, but does 
but isn't she rich? Because I mean, you know, when you're okay, rich, yeah, you when you got money, that yeah, so yeah, I mean, I mean which is why is. people are saying she's just there to make, you know, I mean, celebrity wow. connections. So maybe she she's thinking long term. Yeah. She's <laughs> she's trying to get on that Kardashian play. Yeah. Well, you know what? With all the hard work she's Does putting she in, Instagram? she deserves it. Right. She, she have an Instagram because you know I mean, if she's so she, she, she can work that. She I think can work that. Personal Instagram, I, like like private see? personal Instagrams, and then like just an official red velvet one. Ooh, speaking of, she I think I found some. Uh, I found some saucing accounts that were spilling oh tea, gosh. and people didn't even. I don't like saucings, but they were spilling some heavy tea, like. I was like, whoa. Where are you finding all these like accounts and, and stuff? <laughs> I, I was I actually just happened to be scrolling, doing my regular rounds on social media, and <laughs> something just looked a little fishy to me. So I looked into it and I looked at the posting history of the person and they were like predicting things months in advance. And I was like, either you're psychic or you're like a sasang or like somebody, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and which was right. more possible? Right. I was like, how did y'all know that mm. BTS was going to cover it with Nicki Minaj like three months ago <laughs> before they knew? <laughs> like, I, it, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm going to have to keep tabs on these accounts. Right. So I've saved them. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> Jimmy, I'm gonna have to make you like our official, like, gossip, like, yeah. like curator or something, because you seem to be able to like find all of this information that I have never heard of. Exactly. <laughs> okay, is there anything else to be said about Red Velvet? Or Irene or Yeri. I just hope that they rest. I hope they scrap whatever comeback they have coming. They've already proved themselves with a bad boy and red flavor or whatever they just dropped <laughs> right now. Uh, Power last up. month. Power up? Yeah. Power they, up. They've already proven themselves on the charts, like internationally and in Korea. I don't think they have anything else to prove this year. Why don't they just use whatever money they were going to use on that comeback and actually give girls' generation as they are, you know, a proper comeback. Since they scrapped their 10th year anniversary anyways. Well, they are coming back with the members that they have left. So, is anybody excited for that, by the way? I'm interested. Um, girls' generation is coming back as a, well, oh, as yeah, yeah. Um, with their remaining members. I don't really need Taeyeon, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, and I mean Taeyon is gonna be there. She, she's um, gonna be the only person singing, so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the they do I mean they do kinda need her. I mean she's basically the only Well, Jay made a good point earlier that you don't actually need a singer or a rapper or a dancer. You could just you could just have in there. like twice. Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. But they're not young, so I don't know if that concept's gonna <laughs> wow, work for them. Wow, you guys are on a roll. Well, I'm looking at the comments here, and people are calling them auntie generation. 
Ajuma, Ajuma generation. Um, looking one. So, <laughs> yeah, but that really doesn't fit them anymore, though. Like, it, but that's yeah, their brain. maybe, that's maybe their... woman's generation. <laughs> I just hope Lady they get a mature. I just hope they get a mature song because they they really deserve one. I mean, at After this point, holiday. I'd say G part two. They dropped holiday with those janky ass hair twist and whatever the hell else there that was going on in that video. They deserve I'm it. surprised that none of them quit like right there from that. If I mean if the ones that didn't re-sign later were just like didn't make that decision at that moment that you know, they were like, you know what, this is it. I'm not coming back to this messed up the company. Brand. They need money, kind of, and the brand is like this right. social bond that's fake. FYI, mm. because if it was real, they there would have been some sort of issue, like with Jessica being kicked out or whatever ha- happened. Yeah, there. Jessica blew that one wide open. So yeah, so yeah. the social bond, like I think though they are a bit closer now because they saw like if their second most popular member could just be discarded by SME. I think they realized their own worth in that sense. So uh, I think they have gotten stronger in that sense. But also the brand is like mm-hmm. where the money is at. They have dome tours in Japan. Mm-hmm. You think SME is just another way like, okay, let's just not have that as a possibility in the future. I mean And also Tian is their biggest solo female artist really. Or solo yeah. artist in general. So well, you're gonna wanna Sorry? Amber Lou. Don't, don't forget her recent, uh, her recent release. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. It, <laughs> yeah, you know it. It's, um, poor Amber. I feel bad for But does anybody believe the bonds in S in, in SM groups? Like, does anybody really believe that they're no. like actually friends? Like, <laughs> be real. They're probably as much coworkers as everybody else. I actually yeah. think in SM that they're even more of coworkers because something about SM just seems so mechanical and like yeah. business like to me that I feel like they're all just really good at being. Pretending. Like, like, Honestly, yeah, they're good at being co-workers with each other. And, you know? and I know I might sound a little biased or a lot biased, but the only group I really believed was Shiny. I I think it's just because they, they just come off as more genuine people. Like, Temin just says things that are like, why, why would you say that on broadcast? Which lets me know that he's just speaking, like, brain to mouth. Like, there's no filter in between. <laughs> so, I mean, they seem like co-workers, too, but it seems more like they actually care about it. And especially after, you know, what happened, it just feels like they actually you know, mm-hmm. somewhat care about each other, unlike EXO, who, like, haven't... They, EXO hasn't seen Leia in about, like, three years. Leia <laughs> <laughs> is just living And he's finally life. coming back. I wonder how the, the um, chemistry is going to be on, on that music set. I think they low-key, like, some of the members just straight don't like that guy. So, I don't know. Like, every time they're on stage, I'm like... <laughs> you really I mean, they are like- even, like, they- and being around each other like exactly I, like i can imagine like right after they get off the stage they just like all like just immediately split off in different directions and don't even look at each other yep 
Even NCT, I love those babies. I love Head Chin, that's my baby. Um, but even NCT, I mean, NCT is like individually, like on their own, they're all weird um, and robotic in a way. <laughs> um, but like, you would think maybe the younger ones would be more like close. And to some extent, I guess like the dreamies are, but NCT, act, they just act really estranged with each other. I'm pretty sure Taeyong doesn't even know like 90% of them. Like, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure, for real, I'm, I don't think he's even met most of them in like a formal context. Well, I mean, he, he has like, what, like maybe 50% of the lyrics are his in the group, so he doesn't need to know yeah. anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh-huh. He doesn't need to know anybody in the group besides Mark and that guy he did that Baby Don't Play song with. Those are the okay. two people he knows. Ten does not deserve the disrespect and the slander that Nat is throwing over his way. <laughs> Ten is not Kimberly. <laughs> we have not forgotten about him. Oh sure. <laughs> I do think that um, Crystal and Sully are actual friends. Only because Crystal still supports her, like mm-hmm. after she got kicked out or dropped or whatever heck happened with that. So, and I think Amber and, and um, Luna are friends only because they're both unemployed and just really bored and want to make music. So they <laughs> like they take a lot of pictures together, like outside of like the, the work that they have to do. So I would say like the FX girls. I don't know about Victoria, but like the other four. They seem like they actually have real relationships with each other. But I don't know about anybody else. All right. Well, is there anything else um, before I wrap things up? Is there anything else that we wanted to mention? Any other little pieces of news? I think it's this 10-year anniversary I think it's it's either today, sometime, sometime in this three day grace period, uh, they got bobs. <laughs> They're Ooh. still standing. Ooh, you kiss, you kiss, you kiss. Oh, oh, you kiss. I oh yeah, I saw that they took a picture together, and I was like, are they still together? Yes, like, I know. Okay. <laughs> Most people are like, who? Okay. <laughs> Well, no, I, I, I like you guys. They've, <laughs> they've been through a lot. And, um... yes. Go watch Neverland, please. Go watch Neverland. <laughs> Support <laughs> iconic bops, okay? <laughs> wow, I guess if we're giving shout-outs, Shinwa just dropped their uh, 20th yeah. anniversary CD. It's actually pretty good. The first, it's, like, really grown and, like, laid back and chill. Like, mm-hmm. they're on their grown man vibe, which I'm kind of feeling. Um, I mean, support it if you want. Don't if you don't want. Like, <laughs> Shinwa is problematic as well, so I can't really yeah. like tell you to buy their stuff because I really I just couldn't couldn't do it. So, um, I'm just mentioning it as a shout out. Like, you know, their album dropped. It's not so bad. Do what you want with that. Um, uh, yeah. Since we're giving shout outs, I just want to give a smooth shout out to. NCT Dream. <laughs> they are graduating Mark. So yeah. Mark is becoming a real adult. And I'm <laughs> so excited for them. I honestly, they're the hardest working boys in show business. They deserve all the support and love. Um, support NCT really just 
understand that when you support NCT, you're really keeping Korea's economy afloat. Um, <laughs> they they employ about half of the male population of Korea, so I I really say support them and and Good. happy birthday to NCT Dream and congratulations to Mark and. Yeah, just don't do anything stupid between now and that album release because I don't want to have to cancel you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mark is actually my favorite member of NCT, right? You've got to be joking. I am not even joking. Mark is my wow. favorite member of NCT. <laughs> He's like the one of like three people that I I know him, Ten, and Taeyong. Taeyong. I think that's that boy. He's mm. the only rapper that, like, I actually believe in at SME. Like, he's the only one that I think can actually rap. And he's just, like, a cute little kid. I'm like, oh, he's, like, He's also son. just, like, really, like, interesting. Like, I watched recently their propaganda for getting people to travel to Seoul. <laughs> <I thought that. laughs> That's what it was. It was propaganda. I'm not lying. Uh, so I, I recently watched it, and he just was, like so interested like genuinely in everything and like yeah i don't know he just has like a really like inquisitive nature about him that i really like in people he seems very pure yeah just like he's like actually interested yeah Yeah, and he's also canadian so i have to represent that as well of course he's like drake basically yeah shout out also to chris Wu, who was actually in canada over the weekend performing at the i heart radios uh mmbas um, it was his, like, North American debut, I think. I don't know the song he performed. The whole thing was kind of a bit try-hardy. But, you know what? <laughs> Sounds like Chris Wood. <laughs> I like Chris. I like Chris. And I'm always rooting for him. So, I mean, good for him. Hopefully, he releases better music in the future. So we can actually talk about it. Yeah. He's not yeah. ugly. No. No. And he seems like he, you know, was not a crappy guy. He was an EXO, so we don't know for sure if they were just like recruiting all crappy people. But <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna get so much flame. I know. <laughs> uh, we we've managed to insult pretty much every major. <laughs> every major pretty much everybody. <laughs> but we we, we all wanted well, our own NTs after us. <laughs> all these groups. They have we to have We love all these groups. We love BTS. We love Twice. We don't love EXO, but that's okay. Like, we don't hate EXO. Yeah. I don't think, because you know, they have, you know what? Overdose is still my song. So, you know what? I don't hate EXO. Right. I'm just not. You support the music, you don't support uh, the. I behavior. don't really. Well, we don't support the music. Support we support the music either. No, no, no. If I can on my. Okay. I think. <laughs> It's time to wrap it up. Okay, please. Yes. <laughs> yes. Last shout out to Impact, who did oh, have yeah, a dope single. Good. Oh, yes, Impact. Yeah. Shout out to They them. had a dope single, and shout out to Golden Child, because, you know, just because. Just yeah. because. <laughs> D-Crunch? Amber? <laughs> Who they are. <laughs> <laughs> are we done with the shout outs now? Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're yeah. done. We're done today. Uh, We're okay. Done. All right. All right.
You can always reach us here at Not Your Average Netizens at NYA Netizens on Twitter. We also have a Facebook page and we also have a email, notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. Feel free to drop us a line. As always, um, please, um, when you um, take a listen to us on SoundCloud, um, feel free to leave a comment or critique or um we are also on iTunes, and feel free to leave a comment, critique, rate us, give us a review. Um, let us know how we're doing. Um, it's a good thing to know. It helps us plan our shows out. Helps us, um, you know, come up with some more ideas. You know, maybe do something um, that you guys, the listeners, would be more interested in hearing. So. Um, Drop us a line. Uh, if there's nothing else, no more shout outs. I want to thank everybody. Um, plus Jay, who snuck in. Um, I want to thank everybody for being here tonight. And we had a really great discussion. And I think that's it. So we'll see you guys on the next episode. And see you guys later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.